you pass up the opportunity to spit blood in Joan Baez's face? Face, face, face. Dude, I'm so funny I inverted an epiglottis. Let's round up the faceless and get some pajamas. Dude, I didn't know my head was a bank. That's fucking awesome. I want to eat so many Tootsie Rolls, I just shit a tire. I jerked off at this town so much, it might be a surfboard. Mr. Schmidt is an entertainer, not a cool. Hey, what's happening, Mike Schmidt, 40-year-old boy podcast. Boy, boy podcast. I should just do that all show long. 40-year-old boy, 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 boy. Go ahead, go ahead and sample that and put me into a rap, boy. Uh, and hi, I'm the whitest man on earth. Put me into a rap. What, what the fuck was that? Put me, in, put me in the mix. Of course you'd put me in the mix. You wouldn't put me into a rap, would you? Uh, unless you would, unless there was somebody just dropping, spitting fire, spitting fiery knowledge. And in the background, just boy, boy, but for your boy podcast. Uh, you know, that actually, that voice makes me think of my mom's favorite Muppet. Uh, which is that, that sounds like it should be a show on its own. You know what? I That shouldn't even be a memory. That shouldn't be something I hold within myself. That should be a show I'm pitching to the networks. My mom's favorite Muppet, because then they would talk to my mom who has a shotgun at the side of her bed. And they would find out exactly what she loved about Sesame street. Now I can tell you what I loved about Sesame street. I loved the fact that I could watch it and ignore the fact that my mom and dad were screaming at one another. And my dad, well, you know, my mom might've thrown an ashtray at him. And my dad probably took a poke at her. So I can go ahead and tune into Sesame street and be happy about that. Um, and I loved it all, folks. I loved Cookie Monster. I loved Big Bird. I loved 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. I loved Grover when he worked in a restaurant and he was feeding a guy a sandwich. To the, and the, and then the picture didn't match. And the guy with the blue head is like, I want a pickle and chips. And Grover would be like, hey, Charlie. And he'd go in the back. And God damn, I loved Sesame Street. I loved it so much. And my mom actually, so my mom had favorite Muppets. Well, not my favorite Muppets. I don't want to say Muppets. Boy. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that in randomly now. But, but, but boy, I'm going to sample myself into a rap. Uh, my mom, because I'd watch Sesame Street all the time. You know what I mean? Like I said, my, and my dad was doing terrible things. My mom was doing good things. She was doing things to try to keep us alive. My dad was doing things to keep her from keeping us alive. I don't think he wanted us dead, really. Maybe deep inside himself. I think he wanted himself dead and hey, he took care of that pretty quick. Good for him. Uh, and thankfully he didn't turn his rage onto us. See, I got to think if my dad was in the world today, he might not have just drowned in the sauce. He might've gotten, you know, tied a couple on and said, you know, I'm taking everybody out. You know what the fuck? He had guns and shit like that. So why wouldn't he? I remember that was a sticking point. My mom wanted us to get his guns from my grandparents. I told you when we almost fought, uh, I almost fought my grandpa. <laughs> That's right. I almost fought my grandpa a million years ago uh, by year five or six or actually find it on YouTube. But uh, there was a trunk of belongings that my dad had left behind. And my mom's like, you guys deserve that. It's his Navy uniform. And like, uh, I don't know, it couldn't have been much, right? What the fuck? A wedding ring, uh, an ill-fitting suit, and probably 15 empty early times bottles. Why the fuck do I need my dad's possessions? But, you know, when you're a kid... Whether it's a divorce or whatever the fuck, you wind up in the middle of some weird tug of wars. So my mom was in a tug of war with the family and and fucking I don't blame her, quite frankly, because those motherfuckers kicked us out of our house when we were kids. I mean, they fucking evicted us. And, you know, this I'm telling you things you don't know uh, or do know, I should say, uh, unless you're new. Hey, if you're new, I'll tell you this story. When I was a kid, my mom and, uh, and my dad wound up getting a divorce because uh, my dad was a violent drunk. And he did all sorts of terrible things in the house. And I had to watch him do those things. And that, uh, that'll leave an imprint on you as you get older. 
And you think to yourself, boy, I hope my kids don't see me pissing in the living room. That would be a fucking drag. Uh, you know, it would be a drag if, uh, if my children were awakened by me coming home with shit in my pants and broken ribs from getting jumped outside of a fucking bar because I challenged a guy to go outside and fight, not realizing he had five dudes in the alley ready to do a fucking blanket party on me. God damn it. Uh, so, so that happened as I got older. Um, but when my mom had a moment when she wasn't cleaning up my father's piss in the living room or, or putting him in the bathtub and giving him a bath, cleaning him up after he'd been beaten to death by five fucking dudes, my mom would occasionally pop in and watch Sesame street with us, which we were staring at with blinders on because we didn't want to see what was going on around us. We didn't need to see the chaos that was happening in our house. So I, and I threw myself totally into Sesame street cause I was a kid who could, I mean, I, Look, I'm not bragging. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. You can decide this for yourself. But when I, I could read when I was like two years old, like I, I could read out loud and I could read things and I could pronounce things correctly. Like I'd re, I, my mom said I would read like the stories from Vietnam and I would pronounce everything properly to the point where even when I was in uh, kindergarten, they had me read out loud in class. I can remember being having to read to cousins and things like that. And it was almost like a magic trick. They'd be like, here, read this eventually to the point where when we found a bunch of porno out in an alley somewhere, I was given the books and the older kids thought it was funny to make me read the pornogra- uh, pornographic stuff out loud. So I mean, I was reading about sex and fucking and dicks and shit like that. And I didn't even know what the fuck it meant, but I was reading it and the kids were like, ah, <laughs> hilarious. Uh, this sounds like a weird primer to describe why I am the way I am. Doesn't it? It sounds strange because last week was a rough one. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I mean, the show flowed eventually because I finally just fucking took my, my, I let my hands go and, and talked. Although, uh, and look, I, I'm going to reach out to the people who, who wrote me to, to recommend medicine. Thank you very much. You're all very nice. People are like, Hey man, you should try Ritalin. You should try Adderall. You should try Fluxetine. You should try Prozac. You should try all these. Ah, oh, there's so many, so many people lined up with so many pill recommendations. And I do appreciate that. And I actually checked with Shannon, uh, to see what she thought, whether she thought about any of these medicines and things like that. And that's on, uh, that's a, that's under discussion. She's, uh, she's of the mind as am I, that, uh, I don't need those things that I should probably just go ahead and I could probably grab the reins on my life by myself. If I wanted to, she said, you're so self-aware, you know what you have to do. And, uh, and, but, the, but then again, that's the echoing thing for my entire life. You know what you got, I know what I got to do. I just got to do it. So who knows, but Shannon and I are right now firmly in the team of no pills, although I'm thinking about it. And it's, it's certainly on my, on my list of things to, uh, talk to my physician at when I have my fucking, uh, what is it? Physical, my, yeah, my physical this year. Um, which is coming up in a couple of weeks. I need to get that squared away. I need to find out how got to, got to figure out what kind of a colon I'm bringing into 2019. You never know, man. And so once you get past 50, everything can go fucking bad quick. All of a sudden you're like, Hey, what's that? Oh, I don't know. It's a lump. Oh, well I didn't have that lump before I've had no lumps. I, I don't know why this lump is here. Uh, so then you do that. When you get past 50, that's the thing you're supposed to have all of a sudden, like it, it, no matter, no matter what happens, you're like a straight dude growing up, everything's fine. And then you get past 50 and everybody wants to get in your ass. Like every doctor's got a plum in there and he's got to stick a fucking like a camera and a thumb and a finger. And they're going to pull out plums and fucking secret messages and whatever the fuck. They're all looking for lumps up there. And everybody's got to juggle your balls like you yourself. You got to grab your I grab my balls more now to feel for irregularities than I did when I was jerking off three times a fucking day growing up. The hell happened, man? I thought there was a finish line where I didn't have to grab my balls anymore. Not that I don't like it. I mean, I, I look, I like a good ball tug and I'll do that occasion when you're, when you're fucking running off a bat, you want to bring a second hand into it. You just fucking <laughs> choke them off. Yeah. All right. You don't hear any of that stuff. All right. So uh, here's the deal. Uh, fuck. There's another, here's the deal. Damn it. I, I got to stop with the, the placeholders and yet I can't uh, stop it. It's just going to happen. I mean, well, and look, Talking about grabbing your own balls and then segueing into that, I think it needed a placeholder. I won't lie to you. I'm glad that I had, I'm glad I dealt it your way. Take that. 
As I talk about being 50 years old, everybody trying to stick their fingers in your ass. I, uh, somebody, let's talk about, you know what? Let's go back to Sesame Street because why not? That gets fingers out of my ass. There's no fingers in my ass at Sesame Street. Although there's a fist in your ass if you're Kermit the Frog, right? Didn't he have a fist in his ass? That's what worked his mouth. There's like five dudes underneath the fucking thing with, with sticks. And then a guy with a fist in his uh, ass. Oh, man, that's, that's a rough frog. That's a rough time for the frog, man. He's got a fist in his ass. He's got all these sticks fucking waving him around. And imagine being like a four-year-old kid trying to talk to Kermit. And he's like, I love you, Kermit. And you're like, I love you. I love you, too. Or however the fuck Kermit talks. And then you look over, and there's like four dudes with beards. <laughs> oh, man. Do you love them, too? Or do you just love that fucking half a pillow in front of you who's telling you how much he loves you with a weird goddamn voice? If you love Kermit, you got to look down, and you got to say, I love you, too, Frank Oz. <laughs> how creepy is that for a four-year-old? Who's there? He's trying to tell Kermit stuff and Kermit's reacting and it's a heart, well, uh, heart, you know, wrenching. I would even say I was going to say overwhelming heart wrenching moment. And then you got to look down and there's Frank Oz. One condom soiled. Well, prophylactic, one prophylactic unused, one prophylactic soiled. Uh, you know, he said that in the Kermit voice at some point. And if you knew Frank Oz, didn't people just, they had to make him talk like Kermit. Do you think there was ever some freaky chick that Frank Oz railed who was like, hey, talk to me like Kermit when you're fucking, when I'm like blowing you? Like, how weird would that be? Oh man. Hey, freaky chick. Just go ahead and fucking give Frank Oz a break. He doesn't want to talk like a frog while he's getting head. Um, yeah, you got to always be thinking about that though. If you're one of the Sesame street guys, like if you're Carol spinny or whatever the fuck, and you live in big birds outfit and then, you know, eventually you emerge and there's a bunch of groupies are like, Oh, I can't. Cause I mean, dude, how badly do all the furries want to fuck Carol spinny? Carol spinny's the ultimate furry. He's a feathery. He's not even furry. He's a fucking feathery. He went adva- he advanced from fur to feathers quickly. And he became just Big Bird. He's like eight feet tall. And then he walks out. I'm sure he's like this gentle hippie. who's like, yeah, man, I'm totally like Big Bird. And they're like, I'll snuffle. You're up, I guess. Get the fuck over here, man. It's like, whoa, that fucking big teddy bear's talking to me. And he wants to rail me. That's not fun. Because, you know, you're just being Carol Spinney. You're just bringing Big Bird to life for kids all over the goddamn place. And then all of a sudden you walk into a hotel and there's four pandas that want to fill all your holes. Fuck that, man. Step off, fake pandas. Get out of here, man. I'm a bird at the job, but I'm clocked the fuck out right now. Right now I'm Carol Spinney. And Carol Spinney is not interested in panda cock. Uh, not that Big Bird is interested in Pandacock or not that Carol Spinney in the Big Bird outfit is interested in Pandacock. I'm going to say the Pandacock is the least thing that Carol Spinney is interested in. Um, other than, well, other than genocide and child born, child born. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say his list. If you have Carol Spinney from Big Bird, you say, what are the three things you hate the most? He say, well, number one, of course, is child pornography. I work with children my whole life and I say, I can't see them hurt in any way. I want to do nothing but be gentle and help children and be the best that they possibly can. Like our friend, Mike Schmidt, who we raised, as he told you. Secondly, we totally hate genocide. I don't, I don't like any sort of uh, genocide where an entire race of people is being exterminated by another race for any reason whatsoever. Just, uh, it's a terrible thing. And I think we should all stop genociding one another. And three, absolutely unequivocally black and white panda cock is definitely number three on that list. I mean, certainly not as bad as genocide. And I can't say it's as bad as child porn. Now, I'll tell you what, if you got a child involved in a panda, if you got a, if you make a kid jerk off a panda cock, then we got a problem. I'll tell you what, if you're killing a child's entire race while you're making him jerk off a panda cock, you've now hit a home run in all the things that I fucking hate. Can't stand it. That's, that's a three run blast. And it leaves the center field fence as this poor kid is jerking off a panda while his entire fucking his race of people's being exterminated from the earth. Ah, fuck that. That's Carol Spenny's worst nightmare right there. If you've got a kid jerking off a panda while you kill his entire lineage, oh, <laughs> Carol Spinney's, he might as well just go hide in the bird suit at that point and just go, you know what? I'm not coming out anymore. Fuck no. Carol Spinney is gone. I am now big bird forever. <laughs> Friends with a fucking uh, furry elephant mastodon, but with like a long, I don't know. He's a mastodon, right? Snuffleupagus. I know he's an imagination thing. Uh, but, and that, that voice is also creepy. Hey, bird. Ugh, creepy. I didn't like snuffle up against his voice. Uh, I did like Oscar the Grouch. I loved him, even though he was a mean guy. But I like the fact that he had a worm named Slimy. 
The very fact that he would have a pet worm was hysterical to me. Uh, I liked Ernie and Bert. I liked them all. But anyway, my mom, however, my mom was very much more specific in her Sesame Street love. There were things that she liked and then enjoyed uh, that were different from what I liked. She liked, and my boy, remember I did that? It's boy for your boy podcast. Well, that's what makes me think of my mom's uh, favorite Muppets. Muppet, Muppets. Oh, there's two of them. They, uh, and they looked amazing. Like other Muppets were, you know, furry. These guys looked fuzzy. They looked almost silky. And I just, you know what? I wanted to touch them. Oh my God. Did I want to touch a Muppet? I spent my whole life wanting to touch a Muppet. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, these two dudes were aliens. They were like alien Muppets. Do you know what I'm talking about? And they came, they came to earth. And first of all, they always came to Sesame street, which seems like a real, uh, you got to get on the guy who's uh, whoever the Scotty is of your ship or whoever's fucking or, or check off, whoever's finding you to go to earth. Although look, fuck no. If I'm finding a spaceship and I see the rest of this fucking zoo and everybody else going off on one another, I'm going to fucking Sesame street. Uh, or at least I'm going to get near there. I'm going to go. Can I, can I, can I ask you how to get, get to Sesame street? Cause you got to show me exactly where I'm going because it's a sunny day and I'm chasing the clouds away. Uh, that's where we meet. Anyway, uh, can you tell me how to get, please? Can you tell me how to get Sesame street? If I'm an alien, I land anywhere close. If I'm Sesame Street adjacent, I don't even give a fuck if I'm in fucking Peru or Cuba. Uh, I don't know why there were U's in my head. They both were literally four little words with U's that were prominent. I absolutely, that's why Peru and Cuba showed up in my head. Um, But these aliens show up and they show up at Sesame Street. And like I said, I think they showed up several times, but the time that I remember the most and the time that I remember my mom loving and thinking was awesome was they showed up in a house one time, and which also doesn't speak well to them because they obviously broke into somebody's house. But, uh, they got in and they, they're like, walk, 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 walk. They would, they would talk really weird and they would see like an orange. They'd be like, orange, orange. Yep. 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 That's how they talked. And, uh, and then the phone rang and then, and then forget it. Then, then everything's off the chain at that point. Once the phone rings, everything, everybody loses their fucking minds. The aliens, cause the aliens are, you know, they're talking about stuff. Oh, yep. 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 They're doing all that stuff. But then the fucking phone rings and it's like, it's like, you know, brrr, that's how a phone goes, which we've, as we've already discussed, by the way, if you listen to rap songs, that's, that's a phone, that's a shotgun or a fucking, you know, somebody getting killed and it's just so close. It's literally, you're an octave away from getting murdered in a rap song. If the phone rings, that's it. If your phone just goes, then you go, Oh, hello. How are you? I'm fine. I'm at rap Avenue. And then if it goes, you're like duck. But these, uh, these, uh, I was calling birds, these fucking alien dudes, the phone rings off. And they, they, they freak out. They go, whoop, nope, 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 yep, 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 yep. They freak out because they don't know what the phone is. And then it makes a noise. And then they look at each other. They go, oh, boring, boring, boring. And they move their jaws in a way side to side. I'm trying to do it. I don't know if you can hear it. Boring, boring. They, they. I mean, it was amazing. It was fun to look at. And, and again, they, they looked so silky. I wanted to touch them so bad. Um. But my mom would laugh uproariously at that. She, she, she loved it. I mean, again, you know, she, and she might've been high out of her fucking mind. I have no idea, but she loved them going like, boring, boring, boring. Yep. 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 Uh, that was, that was my mom's favorite Muppets folks. That was them. And she loved them. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why we brought it back around to that, but we did for fuck's sake. 
Um, but again, thank you for everybody who wrote and told me what medicine to take. And uh, and also and look, uh, you know, I, I last week's show was it was a slog. I'm not going to lie to you. I know it was for you probably as much of a slog as it was for you as it was for me, if not more so. Um, and, you know, people did write me. It was funny because even on the show itself, I was like, yeah, I, you know, I can't imagine that you're going to listen to this. It's just rough as hell. And then people wrote me and they said they were like, yeah, this is rough. So could you do us a favor and stop doing that and be funny? And, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I got a few of those. I got some emails. I got some Facebook messages from people who were like, yeah, Mike, you know, uh, this is save it. Some people like save it for Shannon. We just want to hear comedy. And I'm just like, Oh, all right. That sounds cool. Uh, and I, you know, I wrote those people back and I was like, Hey, you know, sometimes this happens, man. You know what I mean? It's 11 years of just doing a fucking show. And then they were, some of them were very nice and they were gracious and they were like, Oh, well, no, no, we didn't mean it like that. Or, and then some people just didn't even answer me because they were just, they genuinely meant it. Shut the fuck up and just do a comedy show, man. It's why I fucking tune in. And I knew that. You know, I acknowledged that even on the show last week where I said, hey, man, this is going to be a thing where people are going to be. I, I was like, why? I don't know how the fuck you listen to this. And people are just like, yeah, neither we. They, they wrote me flat out. Yeah, neither do we, man. I don't you know, I don't tune in for this fucking bullshit. I tune in for you to be funny. And I'm like, oh, oh OK, that's fine. <laughs> you guys are uh, interesting, but for sure. Uh, but I, again, though, I cannot get uh, angry or mad or upset about it because I predicted it. I knew that's I knew that's what people were going to be. Uh, you know, some people are going to be like that. And that's fine. And I and, and I addressed it. Like I said, some people were very nice to me when I wrote them. I reached out and then some people were just like, eh. And I, it's the danger you're, you, you, you run into doing a show that's about whatever my life is or whatever the fuck's happening. You run into the danger of it possibly alienating people. And then uh, that also then turns into you, <laughs> you going um, it literally the self-fulfilling prophecy where you're like, well, fuck, if I do a show, I'm going to drive people away, but I don't want to do that. But then people are like, ah, we're fucking leaving after that show. And you're like, oh, God damn it. I can't win for fuck's sakes. What the hell happened to me? Uh, but the good news is, folks, is we're all fine now. Everything's good. Everything's turned itself around. Everything's right. I, the ship is righted. The, I know last week, the Titanic went ass up and it was about to fall. But this week, it is just cracked in half. And that other half is still bobbing on the surface. So look at me. I'm still half a Titanic. I'm still I'm still uh, I've still got Jack and Rose clinging to the edge of me. Now, they haven't slid into the water yet to freeze to death. Uh, oh, I apologize. Jack freezes to death. Rose floats away on a piece of wood forever and lets Jack die. Um which I know is a point of consternation for a lot of you. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, but I know a lot of people in the world are just like, oh, there was a lot of room on that fucking uh, plank there, Rose. You could have pulled Jack up. But Jack wouldn't have allowed that. See, that was the thing. That's the thing that people always miss in that part of Titanic. You know, even if, even if she would have said, hey, I'll move over and we can share this thing, a la Sheriff Brody and Quint in, uh, and uh, Hooper in Jaws. Not Quint. Quint was bitten in half by that point. Spoiler alert. But Sheriff Brody and uh, Hooper, they share a board and then they paddle their way toward shore, as we all know. Uh, well, if Jack had tried to do that with Rose, then, uh, you know, Jack would have if Rose say, say Rose dies, say somehow she she wants to split the board. And then Jack says, yeah, that's a great idea because his survival instinct kicks in and then uh, she freezes to death and he doesn't. Holy fuck. Is that guy going to be bummed forever? Right. Because then you got all that. You know, I'm a man chivalry bullshit flowing through your head that you should have fucking stepped out for. So that's why I stayed in the water, man. I respect Jack. You know, go down with the ship, go down with her. Well, they, they both went down with the ship, but then he went way down with the ship. He went way under down under. And then she survived to become an actress. And then she uh, threw the heart of the ocean back into the ocean. And, uh, and how gross was she all crepey skin and eh. Uh, Bill Paxton's also dead from that movie. I don't even know why that even came up. Why the fuck am I running down Titanic? Listen, folks, it's important to talk about Titanic. Uh, I want to see Overlord. I know I want to see that because uh, my friend Pat Francis, he uh, the other day he sent me a text. It was just one word. It's just an Overlord, like all caps. 
And that was a movie I didn't know. I knew fuck all about. I don't know anything about it. I'm like, all right, well, I don't. And then within 10 seconds, it just like the word go. Then the word see. It. Overlord. See it. Like he just kept texting. And uh, I was like, oh, okay, I'm excited. I want to go see it. And he's like, I did not. I did not expect this. And and he's and he says it's it might be the best movie he's seen all year. Now I'll tell you what, me and Pat, we uh we kind of scrabble up a little bit sometimes. Uh, you know, what, you know, you dump out the tiles, and he spells a different movie than I do because we don't have the same tastes so much anymore. Uh, so we butt heads a little bit as far as movies, but I will trust him on this one because why not? Sounds like I mean, because he, he was adamant. It wasn't like he was like, you know, it's good, man. You should see it. No, he just, I mean, he, dude, he all caps it. He all fucking caps it. We know what that means. When you start sending all caps around, you're not fucking around. That means you think that absolutely there's a goddamn movie to see. So I will see Overlord. I will see that. I still want to see Bohemian Rhapsody in the theater as well, uh, because I was told again. I I've I've been told by people it's really fun. But I've also been told by people it's just a VH1 biopic and there's really no reason to spend money to go see it. And uh, and I get that. And I think I talked on here before about there was a fact I was at Max's house and there was a fucking like an English documentary about Freddie, but it was a docudrama. So there were people someone was really playing Freddie and someone was really playing the guys in Queen, although it was more like wigs were playing the guys in Queen. But uh, but yeah, so I tuned into that thing and I was like, oh, OK, cool. And, and it was amazing when I watched that at David's house and then they're coming out with this. I think the main reason to see this movie is to hear Queen music really loudly in a theater. I mean, I think that's the only thing. If you just want to hear Queen music really loud, then then go see this fucking movie and, and don't worry about the rest. But as far as going because you're like, well, this is going to be the story of Queen. Well, I know the story of Queen. You know, I mean, Brian May and a tank top and a mustache and a piano and Roger Taylor and fucking there you go. The end. That's the end of the movie. And AIDS. AIDS shows up. It's Freddie and long hair and no mustache and then short hair and mustache and then spiked wristband and then astrophysicist and then Bohemian Rhapsody and then that's seven minutes and everybody laughs at them for it and then a night at the opera and then they go out and they hit the road and they do Live Aid and then AIDS. They have Live Aid and then Live AIDS. That's it. There you go. That, they, that, that should be the tagline for the movie from Live Aid to Live AIDS. Or I guess you could say from Live Aid to Dead AIDS, which would probably be in poor taste. And you don't want that on your poster, even though that is the ultimate spoiler alert. Do you think anybody doesn't know what happened to Freddie Mercury? Do you think anybody wandered into that movie going, dum, 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 I wonder what happens with this band. And then they're like, oh, my God, completely caught off guard by the fact that Freddie, although, look, the second you hear Freddie talk at all, you've got to know, oh, well, this guy's got AIDS in his future. And I don't mean that in a mean way. I just mean it like, you know, that was the time period. And obviously they're making a movie about him for some reason. Nobody makes a movie about a guy because they're like, you he look good in a shirt. That dude, holy fuck, did that guy wear the fuck out of a tank top and mirrored shades? This guy totally looks like rough trade until he opens his mouth. And then you realize, oh, that guy looks like a guy who's looking for rough trade. And then you're like, fantastic. And then he has AIDS. and You're like, oh, sad. But uh, but you would predict it, certainly, I guess. And I, I'm sure I don't know if they they capture more of his love life or any of that kind of stuff. But uh, but yeah, but you don't want live aid to dead aids on the on the poster. I'm going to I'm going to rethink my position on that, folks. Uh, if you're in Hollywood, you want to hire me to write taglines for the posters. You still can. I rethought my position. I didn't pitch that. That was more of just a spitballing kind of a thinking out loud. That wasn't an official pitch. Please don't hold it against me. Please bring me in to write slug lines for your posters. I, I must write this one sheet slug lines to get people into the movie theater. Uh, like here's my, here's my slug line for overlord overlord all caps this shit. That's, that's it right there. Once you all caps it, everybody knows it's a goddamn good movie overlord best go see it, go see it, go overlord. See it. Like it was almost like he was hypnotized when he kept texting me that shit. Uh, and I understood his point. So I can't wait to go see it. I'm excited. Perhaps I'll even go tonight. Who knows, man? It is a Tuesday and it's still kind of fairly early. So I'm trying to put this thing to bed early because, you know, I didn't last week. And so I'm trying to get a jump on it, trying to get ahead of it. And today was a busy day. 
Today, my, uh, my Tuesday has been uh, chock full. Here's what I did today. I met with a person. Uh, I can't say his name. I don't want to give him away. But uh, I was talking about, you know, look, I've talked about Twitch and streaming and games and all that nonsense forever and ever. I wanted to be up and running with that shit in July, but I don't have the fucking first clue on what stuff should be done and where it should go. And I don't know how you see me in the game and all that stuff. Right. So uh, young Jaden was going to help me. He was going to come over. And when he did come over, he did help me because he put a lot of software on my computer. Uh, and that's not a euphemism, although it sounds like one. But yeah, he came over and he, he absolutely he stuffed my hard drive full. <laughs> anyway, um, but Jaden helped, but then he went away to school, I'm sure. I mean, I literally have not talked to him since the day he walked out that day. I didn't text him anymore. I didn't want to bother him. I know he had stuff coming up, and I told you he's got a dad and a life, and he's a kid, man. I want to be five, you know, a fucking 51-year-old dude sending a text to a 19-year-old. What are you doing today, Jaden? Can you come out and play? Stupid. Uh, but I was talking about this to my trainer, John, who is a beautiful man and a lovely person on the inside and the out, and uh, he was like, hey, well, you know, I got a buddy. He kind of does that stuff. And actually he, he might, he works for Twitch. So he might know a little bit more about this. Cause also, you know, Geo's my main guy on this. Geo's telling me what software to buy and stuff. But as far as hooking it up and doing all that shit, man, I don't, uh, Geo's like, well, maybe we can, we can walk you through it or we can FaceTime you through it. And then I mean, the guy's just busy. He's got a million different shows. He's got another gig. He's got two dogs. He's trying to keep alive and, and trying to keep from murdering everybody because they are the biggest fucking dogs on earth. Literally, I, I, how many dogs do you know that have a hood ornament right on their forehead? That's how big these fucking dogs are. So he's uh, a tough guy to pin down. You know what I mean? I mean, he could do it, but at the same time, he's also kind of Gio's a little bit like me in that uh, he's very circuitous. Like he'll talk about something and then spin off into something else and then spin off into something else. And then he's like, well, where was I? And I'm like, ah, you know, I, I really need you to be the focused one here because I'm kind of a mess as you know. So I need you to reach out. If you want to focus, go ahead and focus with me, please. Um, Cause initially I had these dreams that he was going to fly down here and we we're going to hook the whole thing up in my house. And I'm, I'm in retrospect, I'm glad he didn't. Cause that would have been in July and that would have been, we would have set it all up. And then I would have had to get the, painting done and the new carpet and all that shit. So I'm glad that he didn't make the scene, but, uh, but now, you know, it's, it's, it's just been too long. Like I said, I envisioned the end of fucking July. I wanted this to coincide with year 11 and all the other stuff. And it just, it just, it's just a thing where you got to hook it up and you got to hook it up to your computer. got to make sure it's streaming. And I got to put in what, what the fuck is this, this program like OBS or something and all, all these different things. So I'd mentioned it to John and then I was like, yeah, I'd, I'd really like to be up and running by December 1st. I mean, that's kind of a goal. I don't, I don't know how to do it, though. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm, I'm about to. And he goes, well, I have, I have a guy. And he, he mentioned his friend. And I said, well, reach out to him. See if he'd be interested. So I offered to buy his friend lunch or something and, and, and at least pick his brain to find out what he thought. So I went to meet him today. And he was like, hey, man, let's go for coffee by your house. I said, great. I met him over at a Starbucks and we wound up talking there for about a half an hour, 45 minutes. And then he's like, well, uh, I said, well, look, I said, dude, look. You know, I'm not flush. Figure out what you charge me, whatever you want to do. I know this is a consultation. I'm happy to pay for this. But if you ever wanted to come and take a look at my stuff and the setup and figure out how it works, you know, I would I would be more than interested to have you. And he's like, uh, well, I'm not doing anything right now. My car's in the shop. I mean, if you want me to come by. And I said, fuck. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. So we drove back to my place and uh, and oh, we fucked. No, we didn't. How terrible. It's just because like, you know why? Because the words my place made that pop into my head. We drove back to my place. Ha <laughs> uh, His lips were cold. Uh, his, his heart's gently pounding. Don't you know? Just just know exactly what they're thinking. His lips are cold. No, his lips are dry. His lips aren't cold. His lips are dry. His heart, heart's gently pounding. Don't you just know exactly what they're thinking? If you want my body and you think I'm sexy, come on, man. Set up my Twitch stream. So this dude comes in my house and. Uh, I showed him the desk. I'm like, all right, this is this. And I start bringing out all the shit that I bought him. Like there's this and this and this and this. And, uh, 
So we take the monitor out of the box. We put the stand on it. He starts sitting down. He's trying to figure out how. And, and so I, for the, for the last fucking three and a half hours, four hours, we've been, we've been doing what we can to see about streaming. Uh, and this is really funny. Like I, I told you, I have a PlayStation, I have a Sega Genesis, and I have a, uh, an Xbox. And I said, well, let's just bring those over. Let's see if we can plug these in, whatever. He's trying to figure out all the inputs and the, and the adapters, all the shit that I need to go ahead and do this. And he, sure enough, he, uh, I didn't realize that when Pat and Kyle came into the house, you know, they put my TV on the wall and then they put this amazing thing that captures all the cords. Like they ran all the cords all the way up it. And, and so it, it puts, it blocked the point is they hooked all of my gaming consoles up and I didn't think they did. So he tried to take the gaming consoles over to my desk and he's like, these are all, wait a minute, these cords. And then they run into the wall and they, they hid them, you know, they, cause they're geniuses. They built this thing that hides the cords, but it ran all the way up this little small constricted area and they plugged them into the television, which is now hanging on the wall. So I said, well, do we have to disconnect these and run them down? He goes, yeah, probably. But you know, let me take a look with something else. And then I busted out the Nintendo thing that I bought that weird Nintendo fucking, I don't know, classic, uh, small box with a bunch of games already locked and loaded on it. He goes, well, let me try this because it might have an HDMI. And, and I, look again, it was the same thing. Like when Pat did the apartment and I just kind of hung out and I was like, if you need me to do something, tell me, I will happily do something. Just let me know what I'm doing. No, man, it's cool. I got it. So I'm like, all right, that's fine. So, uh, so this dude today, he's just, I mean, he's on my computer and he's going, and also I'm a child because he's gone on my computer and he's like, all right, what's that Reddit page? And then he's looking up stuff on the internet and he's trying to figure out workarounds and the audio wasn't working, but the video was working and there was a capture and it was working great. And he was setting up templates and things. And, and I'm just sitting on my fucking couch. I'm like, do you need me to do anything? Do you want me to come over there and look at anything? And he's like, no, man. He goes, I've got to, I've got to figure this out first before we proceed. And he goes, once all the teaching starts, then I'll teach you what to do and where to go and what buttons to hit. He goes, but in the meantime, I'm just trying to get it up and ready. So I, I, you know, I hung out, I hung out in my own apartment while this guy, it was just like, and I said to him, I go, dude, this is just like when I have my cleaning ladies over because I mean, if I'm sitting at my desk while the cleaning ladies are here, I just want to vacuum. I just want to go, Hey, you need help. What do you want me to do? I feel like a dope. So that's what I said to him. I go, do you want me to do anything? Do you want, you want to make you a fucking sandwich? Like, what do you want? He's laughing. He's like, no, dude, just relax. I, you know, this is, this is. Unfortunately, this is the hard part, you know, the, the workaround where he, cause, uh, the audio wasn't working and he was trying to find an audio capture for this, uh, the streaming card, this Elgato thing that I bought and it wasn't working. And I don't know, he kept taking notes and, and I don't, again, I was in my mind, I'm like a little girl. I'm like, hey, do you want me to take sonography notes? You, you want me to take a, take a letter, sir, <laughs> Miss Hotchkiss, you want me to do something like that? Uh, but he was, he was like, nah, man, it's, it's fine. And so he, he figured out what he needed to figure out. He did the things that he needed to do. And then finally it got a little late where he's looks at his camera, his, his watch. He's like, holy shit. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. And he's like, all right. Um, he goes, I, I have a list of the things that you might need that might be work around. Cause I, all right, here's the thing. He couldn't get the audio to work with this Nintendo thing. So he, he went and found these game emulators. He said, you can stream from the emulators. I go, well, I don't look, I don't want people fucking yelling. Like I'm cheating. And he goes, no, man, it's not like that. He goes, if you're trying to do speed runs and stuff, he goes, but if you're doing an entertainment show, like you do, then you're just, you're playing the games and nobody, I mean, nobody cares if you're, you're going to do it that way. And I was like, all right, I just don't want some fucking guy shouting me in at a Twitch chat room. And he's supposed to be throwing me five coins. And instead he's telling me my mom's a cunt. And I'm like, God, I can't deal with this bullshit. Don't do that. And he's like, no, dude, don't, it's fine. He goes, but ideally we would get this fixed so you could just run it through your Mac. He said, but Macs don't play well with the Elgato. He goes, I'm trying. Uh, he goes, you know what? And, and the times I've hooked up streaming, he goes, because he's, I've hooked up many guys for streaming, but it's always with a PC. He goes in the PC with the Elgato. There's absolutely not a problem. It just works perfectly. But there's something about the Mac and the operating system that will fight with the Elgato. 
And I, you know, that all this shit is just stereo instructions to me. I don't have a fucking clue. I just, uh, I want to sit down and play Castlevania. That's all I want to do. I want to sit down and play balloon fight for the masses. I demand it. I demand a hundred people in the world. Watch me play balloon fight. Cause I'll tell you what, uh, I've never heard of balloon fight. I don't know a fucking thing about balloon fight, except it's on this Nintendo thing. I will be the greatest balloon fight player in the history of balloon fight. I will fuck you up at balloon fight and you can watch me play balloon fight. And look, I'm not saying I'm going to be great at balloon fight out of the box. I'm going to have to do what I can to make balloon fight work. But balloon fight is going to be like my calling card. That's going to be my fucking bulldozer balloon fight into the Twitch world. There's that look, you can play your fucking Fortnite and do your goofy floss dance. But I'll tell you, when you really want to see some action, you better tune into a 51 year old man playing balloon fight in the middle of the goddamn night. Holy shit. This guy doesn't sleep. He eats, sleeps, and drinks balloon fight. And, and you know what that's, you know what that, here's the thing. I've never even played this game. I don't know a fucking thing about it. I'm just assuming from the two-word title that I'm going to be good at it. Because you know what? I like balloons. I've been in a fight. Put them together. Fuck yeah, I can balloon fight. You want a piece of me? Step right the fuck up. Put your mylar in, in the middle and let's go at it. Or your latex, your vinyl, whatever the fuck balloons are made out of rubber. I don't fucking know. But I will absolutely fucking crush somebody in a balloon fight. And I can't wait for the opportunity to do so. And, uh, and so eventually that's going to happen. So I, I will, so the whole, the whole point is he left, but he's got a list of stuff that he's putting together and he, 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 uh, I don't know. He made it sound like I might have to buy a PC and fuck dudes. That's just going to throw me back another couple of months. As I mentioned, I just bought a fucking fridge. You know what I mean? I can't, I bought this monitor. I just bought a printer. I mean, I, I, this is the thing you get spare money. You're like, all right, I need, I need these things. That's the thing is I, I wanted, when I had spare money, I wanted to buy shit. I needed, I didn't want to just be like, well, you know, I better sit on this or I better do this. Cause I'm also paying the taxes. Whatever the fuck you guys know. I don't need to fucking run down the litany of shit, but I happen to have some spare cash. So I bought a monitor. But you know the fridge you gotta have, and then I bought a printer I had to have because my other printer was making a noise that it was it sounded like from the fucking darkest depths of the dark web, just like this fucking screeching noise that I didn't. You know what it sounded like? The upside down. It was like I have the I have the Stranger Things printer because it sounded like the creatures in the upside down, just that like wee like that really high pitch. And by the way, I didn't see Stranger Things two. If they make a different sound now, fuck that. I only saw Stranger Things one. Uh, because I lost my Roku privileges a couple of years ago, but I have, I still have my Roku all hooked up, but that's things I want to get. I, I haven't bought my Netflix yet. You know me because I'm trying to wait for everybody to get on board and who the fuck cares. So anyway, the point is my Twitch is almost like, I mean, I made a good, I made good progress today. I made good progress yesterday. I installed my own printer. I turned it on. I, I fucking, I made it work. I used my cast iron skillet yesterday to make bacon and eggs. Dudes, I'm, I'm making progress. I'm making things happen. I'm moving forward with my life. Last week, again, it was a, a bit of a slog, but then I went out and I hit the cars. I was driving on the weekend. I drove hardcore for Uber. I watched the bears on Sunday. I, I grabbed my life again. I, I was okay. Oh, fuck. I drove Uber. I'll tell you this fucking story. I was in Venice and uh, there's there's a bar there called like the townhouse or something. I, I don't even know the fucking name of it. All I know is it's the same bar where I picked up the dude who grabbed my ponytail and yanked my hair and then he spit in my car and he ran away. Remember that fucking story? All right. So this bar is always a fucking joke at closing time. But I was in Venice and I'm trying to stack rides and who the fuck cares? So I get pinged and I roll up. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a zoo. I mean, there's, there's gotta be fucking 200, 300 people in the fucking street, just standing there milling around waiting for Ubers or just talking or running off the drink. And there's three guys. And again, you know, I, you know, my track record with three guys, it's not good. I, I don't do well with the threesome. I just, I just don't. And I'm a threesome of dudes, not me. I, I, I guess that's a quadsome if you include me. Uh, but I just, I just don't do well in that melange. I can't, when I get three dudes in the car, it always turns into a mess. I mean, you know, I told you before when I, I get out of the car for those fucking dudes and, it, it, whenever there's three people, it just turns into a fucking thing. So 
but I, again, I'm stacking rides. I figure I'll be safe. It's going to be okay. This kid comes over. He's sober. He's like, how you doing? Are you, you Michael? I said, yeah, he hops in and he's waiting on two more guys. They get in the car and they're, they're very nice. They're drunk. Two of them are. And the one kid's sober, but they're, you know, they're apologetic. Cause they're like, Hey, we're sorry. And I go, look, I got to ask, uh, you've been drinking. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, we have. Okay, great. Is anybody a problem? What do you mean? Are you going to throw up? Is anybody sick? Oh no, absolutely not. Oh my God. No, it's a short ride. And it was, it was only like four miles. So I said, all right, I have to ask, especially this time of night, because, uh, you know, if you throw up, it costs you 200 bucks and, uh, which is not, you know, it's 150, but I don't care. I just, I still say 200 because maybe it scares them more into swallowing their bile. I have no idea. Um, but these guys were like, yeah, okay, cool. You know, no problem about it. We're fine. Just get us home. So, uh, townhouse is basically right on the beach. Uh, it's a dead end street. So it dead ends. And then you can, then you can walk onto the actual Venice beach. So, uh, the only way to get out is you can do a U-turn and turn around. Well, I'm not doing that with 300 fucking people, but if you go down and go left, you can take speedway a little bit and then turn left on windward and you can get the fuck out of there. But the problem is that's an alley. You know what I mean? So if you get back there and there's fucking homeless people having a bum fight or somebody said something on fire, you're stuck in the alley. But usually it's pretty much a breeze. You're fine and it doesn't have nothing you have to worry about. So I, I, uh, I, I turned up the alley and there were two cars ahead of me and uh, they, you know, they both stopped. And the thing is, it's also not a light. So it's a stop sign. So you have to wait your turn. You have to sit there. You have to wait for it to clear. And there's people constantly walking in front of the alley. So, but you're ready for it and you're prepared and I'm sober and who the fuck cares. And sure enough, I pull up, I'm behind the second guy. And then of course we all are trying to get away from the bar. So there's people behind me. So now I'm blocked in. I'm not going anywhere except forward. When everybody decides to move forward, if they decide to move forward. So I'm sitting there. The guy in front of me is sitting there and the guy in front of him, it's a, it's a suburban. It's a big car. looked like a Range Rover almost. And you see a dude walk over and he knocks on the window and, uh, and, and I can't see the driver. All I can see is the guy on the outside of the car and he's knocking on the window. He knocks on the window and then he tries the driver's side door and he's trying to open it and it's locked and he can't get in the car. So then he just punches the fucking window. And, uh, and in my mind, I'm like, why doesn't this fucking guy just drive away? Because, uh, you know, honestly, he drives away. We can all get out of this fucking alley. I, I honestly, I don't give a fuck about his safety. I don't care about his car. I just want to get the fuck out of there and drop these three kids off at 158 in the morning so I can pick up more people during the surge at two o'clock. I'm just trying to make money. I'm a fucking mercenary. But sure enough, this dude up there, a passenger, whatever the fuck, a pedestrian punches the guy's driver's side window. Then he goes back and he starts yanking hard on the back door. Like, I mean, like pulling it so much that the car is rocking, like he's trying to get into the car. So I don't know if he's drunk and just fucking with the guy in the car. If they had a thing in the bar before, I I get no fucking idea. But these three drunk dudes are in my car and they're talking and I'm parked. And the one guy goes, Hey, you know, how come we're not going? I said, dude, there's a fight up there. And the, and these are, I should tell you, these are three 26 year old white kids skinny pencil necks. I mean, they're not roughhousers at all. I don't think there's any tattoos on any of them. They just look like three kids who were out, you know, drinking, whatever the fuck. And, and sure enough, kid goes, there's a fight. And I go, yeah, I go, I don't even know what's going on. And then while I'm saying that this, I I don't need look, and I can't explain this at all. Having been uh, in this situation where people are yelling at you from outside your car, I, I don't know what the fuck happened, but somehow the driver of this car rolled his fucking window down. What the fuck? This dude punched your window and then tried to open your back door 
and then and you roll the window down. Like I've been mad. I've told you I've done dumb things. But if there's a dude aggressively punching the shit out of my car, uh, I'm I'm driving away. Trust me. As the guy who has aggressively punched the shit out of a car, I know that the last thing you want to do is open your fucking window because then I'm gonna get my hands on you and you're not going fucking anywhere. Um. But sure enough, this fucking dude opens the window and I see him kind of lean out and yell because the guy's pulling on his back door and the dude walks up and then he just fires a punch right at the, right at the driver through the driver's side window. And I go, whoa. And the kids go, what? And I go, he just punched that driver. I and they go, what do you mean? And I go, he punched the driver of the car. And that's why we're not leaving. Those guys are in a fight. And the guy goes, a fight? Where? And he opens the back door. And, I, and this isn't the sober guy. It's the drunk guy behind me. And I just go, hey, dude, don't get out of the fucking car. And the guy in the passenger seat goes, no, man, we'll fuck, we got to get it. We got to get in on this. We got to take care of it. And he hops out. These two pencil neck white dudes jump out of the fucking car. You know who stayed in the car? Sober guy and me because we're fucking smart. So I went, dudes, don't fucking, I go, don't get out of this car. Do not get out of this car. They go, no, man, we're not, we got to clear them out because we can't get out of here until that fucking fight stops. And then they just, they go up to the front and literally with swagger, like these two bean poles walk up with this fucking, Hey man, is there a problem here? Can we, you know, can we help? What the fuck are you? Put your Cub Scout badge away, motherfucker. You're not going to win anything for breaking up drunk fight. There are no badges in stopping drunk fisticuffs. As far, as far as I know, I was never an Eagle Scout. I don't fucking know. But these two fucking Cub Scout idiots go walk into the front like, excuse us, sir. Is there any problem here? Of course there's a problem. This guy's firing punches through an open fucking window. So the sober guy goes, my friends are assholes. I go, yes, they are. You got to get out of my car. And he goes, what? I go, you got to get out, dude. And he goes, what do you mean? I go, I'm not here to chauffeur you guys after a fight. I'm not going to wait. He goes, well, you're waiting anyway because of this traffic jam. I go, I, I don't give a fuck. So now they get in a fight with this guy and then they get back in my car and that guy follows him and wants to fight them. I go, dude, you got to get out. He goes, all right, sir. I'm really sorry. And he shakes my hand. He goes, I'm really sorry about this. I go, dude, I totally understand it but I can't take you. He goes, that's fine. And he gets out and he, and I should tell, by the way, also when the kid in the front seat got out, he left the front door open and that's kind of a trick. Cause then it means you can't drive away. And I fucking recognize that bullshit. So this kid gets out of the back seat and he closes the back seat, uh, the back door. And I go, Hey, close the front door. And he goes, well, 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 hold on a second, sir. He goes, Hey, Mickey. Hey. And he yells at his friend and his friend goes, what? Fuck that. Hold on one second. And he goes, well, come on, man. This guy says he's going to leave. And I go, no, I'm leaving. I, we're, I'm done, dude. Close the door. Well, hold on a second, sir. Hold on. They're almost done. I go, fuck you. I'm doing, I'm not taking you. If you get out of my car to fight, the ride's over. That's it. This ride went from the front door to here. And now this is where I'm dropping you off. Well, if you'd give me just a second, sir, I can, you know, trust me, I can handle these guys. I go, well, you couldn't handle them a second ago. They fucking got out of the car. You didn't say a fucking word once they got out of the car. Now they're gone. Close my door. Okay, sir. Mickey, let's go. Well, hold on. We're on my- Dude, close my door. Close my fucking door. And then the Range Rover takes off. It just like fucking peels out and, and, and it doesn't know if there's pedestrians. I, cause I, look, I took my eyes off the fight. I don't know who's hitting anybody. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't know who got in or out. All I know is these two fucking beaker from the Muppets looking motherfuckers who got out of my car are now in the alley walking around like they're hard. And I'm like, man, get me the fuck out of here. I got no interest in this bullshit. So sure enough, the fucking guy floors it and the guy in front of me just starts to creep forward. So I'm, I start to drive and the kid won't close the door. I go, dude, close the door. He goes, well, no, no, they're coming over now. I go, I don't give a fuck. I'm not driving you. I ended the ride. And I did. I ended the ride in the app. He goes, well, hold on one second, sir. He goes, they're almost, I go, dude, I ended the fucking ride. This ride is over. The second you get out of the vehicle, the ride is over. We're done. And there's silence. And the two drunk kids walk over. They go, let's go, man. Let's go. I go, dude, do not get in my car. We're done. And I lock the doors. And I, and I go, look, you got to close this door because I'm driving right now. And he goes, oh, all right, again, sir, I'm sorry. I go, 
tell your friends what you told me. He goes, what? I go, tell you, because uh, his friend goes, why the fuck are you leaving, man? We need a ride. You know, you're supposed to give us a ride. I go, tell your friends what you told me. He goes, well, sir, you could just wait one second. I go, I'm leaving, but tell your friends what you told me. And he goes, well, I'll just, I go, well, then close the door instead. And uh, he closes the door and his friend, I see him, grabs him by the shirt and goes, what did you tell him? What did you tell him? And he goes, I told him you guys were assholes. And I just drove the fuck off. <laughs> I was like, fuck this. I'm leaving. Because if they're going to fucking Cub Scout tune that motherfucker up in an alley, I'm not going to be around for it. But I, I love the fact that he still told him, even after he closed the fucking door, I told him you were assholes. Because I mean, was that a truth serum that when he grabbed you by the fucking shirt? I, I don't look, man, I was young. I used to be young and we used to do dumb shit all the fucking time. But I just see these clowns operate and I'm like, holy fuck, what a mess. What a mess everything has turned into. God damn it. And believe me, like I said, I was a kid, man. I get it. I, I was young. I can't even imagine what the fuck it would have been like if my friends and I took Uber and Lyft. Holy fuck. Are you kidding me? I mean, we used to drive around in each other's cars and have egg fights. Can you, that dude, how great would that have fucking been? If we did that in Bolingbroke, just fucking me and the Bianucci's in one car and David and Wojcik and the other guys in the fight, just the UN of evil commandeers, all the Ubers in Bolingbroke. And just like, yeah, just drive around in circles so we can throw eggs at one another. <laughs> fuck. See, so I shouldn't be upset at these two fucking bottles of whiteout who ruined my goddamn evening. And, and you know what? That was what I had done 10 days hiding in my apartment. I had stayed. It was quiet. It was warm. And I was like, I can't venture out there. But then I went, you know what? You got to go make money. You got to go out there. And sure enough, sure fucking enough. The first day I wander outside, I wound up with these three fucking numbskulls, these three jicamas who wind up in a fucking battle in an alley and try to bring me into the middle of it. Jesus Christ. I just want to hide, man. That's all I want to do. And like I said, when I was a kid, I would have ruined this shit. I would have been those guys. I understand it. But now I'm old. I'm over the hill. I'm toothless. Half of you wrote me and told me to get on meds. The other half told me to shut up and be funny. I totally get it. That's fine. I completely understand. So guess what? I'm back on the road. I went out and I was able to find three guys who started a fight in an alley so I could come here and tell you that story. That's the best. That's the good stuff. That's the content you come here to listen to. And I say to you right now, I, as long as I have a car, I vow this to you. As long as I have a car, you will have content until or unless I can finally live out my life's dream of being a 51-year-old balloon fighter online. Oh, isn't that what people are waiting for? You decide, folks. Would you rather have me in an alley watching these three fucking bowling pins go at it with a fucking stranger? Or would you rather hide me in my house, wrapped in a quilt, playing balloon fight and cracking wise? Uh, I put it to you. Let's make that poll for the Joker's page. Let's have you guys send me some emails. I want a deluge. I want you to tell me, hey, Mike, we'd rather you were a fucking vomit referee in an alley somewhere in your Camry or... Or we'd rather you were hiding in the dark playing 8-bit balloon fight. <laughs> what a future I've carved out for myself. You guys can get me at MikeAndMikeSchmidtComedy.com. You guys, you can be my friends. Did you know that? I mean, some of you are already my friends, but you can also be my friends, eh, at least in friend name only, at Facebook.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can find me at Twitter.com slash the 40-year-old boy. We don't just want to find me there. You want to follow me there. Find me at Twitter. Well, follow me. I keep saying find. Why? Follow me at Twitter.com slash the 40-year-old boy. And also, if you're aware of this, I'll tell you just because. I'm on Instagram and Snapchat. I talked about this last week. I'm Mike40YOB at Instagram and Snapchat. You can find me there lurking. And find me and friend me and follow me. Do all of those things, all of the Fs. And last week, I did say... That for every person who followed me on Instagram, I would have uh, I would put three posts up. Well, I've got three new followers. 
I've got C Curtis Dub, uh, I'm sorry, C Curtis 066. I've got poems.wms and I've got Scott Goes Writing. And uh, because of those guys, you now have nine new things to look at on Instagram on my page. Perhaps you should go and become a friend as well. Perhaps you should follow and go check those out. Now, look, I know you don't have to follow me to check those out. That's Instagram's flaw. I can't really tell how many of you are my friends. I mean, I have like, I don't know, 700 people who are uh, following me, but I could have 10,000 people checking my page every day. The point is, like I said, C. Curtis 066, poems.wms, and Scott Goes Writing, they, uh, they've accounted for nine posts that I've posted right there. They're new ones. Go check them out. They're beautiful. Uh, I don't want to spoil them. I want you to go and look at them right now. But that's, that, was, uh, that happened. People asked. I delivered. And I will throw that out there again. For every new follower I get this week on Instagram, I will post three posts. We'll do that again. Why not? I can handle three. I can handle nine posts. Why not? So I can do that again next week. Um, so again, you guys can get me at Mike at Mike Schmidt comedy.com. You can f- uh, friend me at facebook.com slash the 40 year old boy. You can follow me at twitter.com slash the 40 year old boy. And of course I'm at Instagram and Snapchat at Mike four zero Y O B. That's Mike four zero Y O B. Uh, follow me there. Why not find out my cool stuff? I will answer you. I didn't get any new Snapchatters because I'd send you a personal message, but I mean, I think we're all old. I think we're all over Snapchat right now and I don't blame you. Although I got a note from our friend Jamilton. Uh, and then I answered her promptly because that's how I handle my business folks, at least on Snapchat. You sent me an email like our friend blind George who sent me an email last week and our friend Maddie, uh, I have not answered them just yet. It's Tuesday night and I have not answered them yet, but I will answer them soon. Soon. I say, uh, please remember that our friend Ryan Dirks is the Facebook or not the Facebook guy. He's the web guy and he's on Facebook. You can find him at facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks and become his friend please. Uh, remember that Giovanni Giorgio Peluso is uh, the, he's the hammer. He's our, he's our guy who takes all of our YouTube stuff. He takes care of all of that stuff for us. He was the guy who got me started on this Twitch road. That's going to f- eventually end. And hopefully soon in me playing balloon fight. If you uh, look, every time you see me fight a balloon, you must think of Gio. When you think of garbage, you think of Akeem. When you see me fighting a balloon, you must think of Giovanni Giorgio Peluso. He's available to be your friend at facebook.com slash Giovanni Giorgio Peluso. He's got his YouTube channel. It's called the love between the two hosts. You can go follow that if you want. Uh, please also remember he's got his own podcast. He's got the get it on podcast. Then also he takes care of all the love line stuff for you. Any of that Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew Pinsky stuff from the past. He shines it up and he shoves it right in your face. He's like, Hey, remember when they talked to a girl who bleached her asshole? Boom. Here's the recording. Hey, remember when they talked to a guy who stuck his dick in a vacuum? Boom. Here's the recording. And that's what Gio does for you. He shines those up and puts a spin on them. So you guys can go ahead and follow him and uh, look for all the love line stuff and give him all the credit he deserves because he deserves it. David Hernandez, however, uh, he deserves more credit. No, they deserve all equal credit. I, I equally credit everybody. David Hernandez is the coolest guy. Does all the artwork and the music for this show. He's the best. You can find him at artbydmh.com. Oh, before I get into that, you can be his friend at facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. And that's important. You need to be his friend at Facebook slash David Mex Hernandez because once you go to his website, artbydmh.com, you're going to want to order some artwork. You're going to want him to do something perfect for you, something custom, something beautiful, especially with the holidays coming up. You might want to have him paint you under a mistletoe with Miley Cyrus or Katy Perry, or Lady Gaga, or, or uh, one of the Hadad sisters, or Hadid sisters, uh, Rita Ora, I don't know, I'll just, I'll just start naming women. If you want a painting of you with them under the mistletoe, David can handle that. If you want a lovely family painting of you and your dog in front of a, 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 a tree of some sort, that would be a Christmas variety, I suppose. I couldn't, I couldn't pull Christmas tree, how fucking sad was that? 
Uh, you can go to artbydmh.com, check out all of the styles, all the things that he's been able to do, and then you need to contact him via facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. Be his friend, send him a note, tell him what you want. He'll negotiate price. He'll tell you what it costs. He'll tell you what he can make it look like. And like I said, you guys can work in watercolors. You guys can work in oils. He He's amazing and he can get done whatever you, whatever you want. I mean, I, I've seen his work. I've seen the pinup stuff he's done. I've seen uh, guy cons and Valscapes. I've seen all the stuff he's done in the past that's no longer available. And I know just going forward, he can do fucking amazing work for you. But you, really, you need to reach out to him first. Be his friend at facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez. And then go check out his website, artbydmh.com. That's A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H. <laughs> that's three gasps. Ah, fuck, I can't do that. Okay, it's artbydmh.com. A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H.com. The council waits for you. The Pharisees and priests are here for you. Ah, gentlemen, you know why we are here. We've not much time and quite a problem here. Listen to that inbred rabble yowling in the street. A tale about 7-Eleven, and the whole town's on its feet. He is dangerous. How do we deal with this broadcasting king? 
Yet we start with a man who is bigger than Godzilla was when he did his Godzilla thing. Fools, you have no perception. The bees that surround him will turn a blind eye. We must crush him completely. So like Godzilla before him, Shitty must die. For the sake of the nation, Shitty must die. Must die, must die, the Shitty must die. So like Godzilla before him, Live stream alert, live live stream alert. There will be a live stream tonight. You're getting this Thursday if you're listening. And so it's this evening at 6 o'clock p.m. my time. This is on YouTube, by the way. The Twitch thing is not set up all the way yet. Still research being done about consoles and adapters and plugs and things and Nintendo and nonsense. Soon as my boy. That's right. He's now my boy. If you spend four hours in my house fucking around with my computer. And don't think that wasn't weird, by the way. Because, um... Like I said, I, I think I told you, I just sat over on the couch while he sat here and explored shit. Now, he, you know, we plugged in stuff. We built my monitor. We did all these things. But then he, I turned over the laptop to him. So he's over here surfing the, the thing on the laptop, and he's playing Bubble Bobble as well on the, when he sits with the Nintendo thing. And I'm like, what's that? And two grown men. I'm like, what's that? He goes, Bubble Bobble. And he's playing it like in, in feverishly. And I've just got a glimpse into my future, into the hollow void of my future, playing Bubble Bobble for nobody. Um... Although I guess he was playing it for me and for him. Honestly, you know what? Aren't we really the friends that we make along the way? So I guess that's who he is. He's a friends with me and he's friends with Bubble Bobble. Uh, but that is not awkward at all. Letting a guy loose on my fucking computer when I literally he was sitting when he was standing over my shoulder. He's like, all right, you know what? Do me a favor. He goes, you need to sign into this. And I said, well, I have a uh, all right. And I had to open up my password master sheet because I actually have a password master sheet hidden on my computer. And it has a very cute name. So you don't know that it's a password master sheet in case some hacker gets in. And he's thinking to himself, well, what's this recipe for cornbread? What? His banking information? You know, that nonsense. You, you try to fool the world and you're not fooling fucking anybody. Um, but then he sees me open it. And then, I, you know, and I'm like, I, I wanted to tell him, like, get away from me. But at the same time, I'm like, well, I got to trust this fucking guy because he's going on my computer anyway. But he did stand there. I mean, he lurked a little bit and he stood over my shoulder. And I'm like, oh, now what if this guy finds out how to get, in, how to get into my Orbitz account? Because I got passwords, I got shit in there. I got to fucking, uh, you know, erase um, and all sorts of like I, I get the like, you know, when uh, when Jill and I shared a visa card, I got that part of that credit card uh, password still in there. I, I don't think she even has that. She probably burned it and shredded it, which is fine. Um, but I mean, I'm saying it's like literally three pages of passwords because, you know, how the fucking Internet is you always got to come up with something. And I. As I told you in a previous show, I've been getting these hacker notes where they're like, ha we have your password. And I told you it turned out to be my MySpace password. That's what they had. That's what they were sending me. So they, they've, they've got access to my MySpace account, folks. If there's any, any sort of posting done on MySpace, please know it's some fucking Algerian hacker who wants me to send him pictures of my... Oh, no, he doesn't want to. He has pictures of me jerking off and he wants me to send him stuff to make sure he doesn't post it. So anything on MySpace is not from me. At least anything in the last three years. Well, three, that seems light. Five years, maybe? Uh, what if it was Tom? What if Tom was the guy behind that hacking scheme? You know what? He got pissed that MySpace went away and he's like, fuck this. You know what? I got everybody's information. I got all their passwords. So he's sending it to everybody who had MySpace. He's sending it to crack it to see if anybody sends him bitcoins. Fucking Tom's coming back. Tom's going to fight Zuckerberg on, you know, on a fucking platform over a, a fucking pit of boiling oil. I can't wait. Give him pugil sticks. Or no, pugil, uh, pugil sticks are the ones. Are pugil sticks the big things that look like Q-tips like they use on American Gladiators? Oh, yeah, those are those are pugil sticks because punji sticks are the ones that you fall on in Green Berets and your Peterson dies, which is no fun at all for anybody. That's the one where it's just uh, that's the one that Charlie made when he fucking built a fence made out of spikes that everybody fell on and it swept into their goddamn chest. Um, 
So that's punji sticks. So yeah, they give them pugil sticks. Don't give them punji sticks. I'll, I'll tell you this. How about we go this route? And I know, I know exactly what you're thinking, and it's exactly what I'm thinking because we're on the same wavelength, folks. We're simpatico. What if you gave them pugil sticks to fight over a pit of, pu- of punji sticks? How about that? Let's give them pugil sticks to fight over some punji sticks, uh, and we'll all eat poi. We'll all watch that. We'll all just have a triple P night. Pugils, punjis, and poi. <laughs> that's kind of, you know what fuck it the name of this show was going to be balloon fight i am now changing it we are going up and changing it to something else something called uh, the pugils punjis and poi why not and you know what i don't like revealing that to you folks but you already know because you just saw it there uh but i have to do it that way because the fucking you know no producer i gotta keep my own fucking thing i gotta literally whenever i hear a name that could be the show you have to hear me like surreptitiously click a pen and then go to jot down the number code so I can go back and find out what it was. This whole operation got thrown into the fucking hopper. It's terrible. All right. So, but I say Zuckerberg and Tom with pugil sticks over a pit of punji sticks while we eat poi. God damn it. That's the way it works. Triple P two triple P side order of fries. That's actually a song from when I was a kid, two triple cheese side order of fries. I, you want to speak about when I came out uh, songs from when I was a kid, I, you know, MTV, they had MTV songs, the Pesh mode, all that shit. You know, that's what I, I discovered culture club. And we thought he was fucking weird, but I love those songs. I still love them to this day. But there are songs that were on MTV that I wound up buying once iTunes existed. I was like, I got to look up and see if they have this song. I bought a song by a band called Blotto called called I Want to Be a Lifeguard. And and it came up in shuffle the other day. I haven't heard that song in fucking, you know, got well, you figure I bought it when I had iTunes since 2008. So that's 10 years. I haven't heard it, but it came up and shuffled the other day in the car. I want to be a lifeguard. Help, 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 help. I want to guard your life. Ding, 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 ding. All right. So, uh, maybe we play that. Maybe we play that on a fucking loop while Zuckerberg and Tom are going at it. So anyway, so the, the point is folks is that Tom has stolen all of our passwords from MySpace, and he's the one trying to collect with this fucking scam. So he wants your Bitcoins, but I let this dude, I turned him loose again. I'm not giving his name because I don't want you to harass him. Although, I mean, he's got a, his name, Sean. I mean, like you're like, you're going to find a guy named Sean, you know, do me a favor, harass all Sean's until you find the one. And I, I know you're thinking W or U. I'm not going to tell you, I'm going to make it that much harder for you. Harass all Sean's until you find the Sean who helped me. Although, why would you harass them? Thank all Sean's do that. Thank all Sean's. Uh, but that's another good name for the show. Thank all Sean's until hold on. Listen, let's do that. Let's jot down a number code. All right. I need a producer, somebody to take care of business. Uh, thank all Sean's until you find the one who helped me just do that. But he, uh, he saw me open my password list and, and then he sat down at the computer for the next two and a half hours. And like I said, he played Bubble Bobble a lot of the time, but most of the time he was installing things on my computer, like Game Capture HD stuff and Open EMU and whatever the fuck. So he's putting all these things on the computer. But at the same time, in my mind, I'm over on the couch and I'm on my phone and I periodically would look up and I go, dude, do you need me to do anything? Do you want me to do anything? Because initially I was over here by the desk and I was kind of hovering. I was over his shoulder. I was looking down at what he was taking care of. And that's a shitbag move. You know what I mean? Now you're just like, hey, fuckhead, I know this is your job, but I'm going to observe. I'm going to keep a close eye on you because I've uh, brought you in for your expertise. But I'm going to I'm going to be the guy who checks up on your work. Now I'm just fucking Lumberg at that point. Right. I mean, just fuck that, man. I don't want to be that dude. Fucking yeah, that'd be great. Um. I'm not lumber. Just fucking fix shit and do it on my computer. But at the same time, there's that little guy inside of me who's like, uh, all your passwords are there. He actually saw you open your secretly named document that had all your passwords. So he could be collecting passwords, which I don't, you know, what's he going to do with it? I don't fucking know. Like I said, he's going to sign into my Yelp account. Uh, Literally, it's something I signed up for a billion years ago and have never used because Yelp is a terrorist organization. Um, 
But then I, uh, not only that, but also, as you know, as folks, as some of you out there may be aware, as you may have heard, uh, I have a collection of photos that probably shouldn't be released to the public. Uh, some of them, uh, you know, look, there's, I, look, I will not lie to you. All right. The other day I actually went through my photos and I was like, all right, what should I get rid of? And, um, well, I, all right, that's a lie. I wasn't going through what should I get rid of. I was going, I heard uh, something made me look at my photos. All right, that's, I'm not going to get into it. But, uh, but there's, you know, there's, uh, there's uh, you know, of course, photo 31, which is the, the holy grail of all photos, as you know. But then I've got a bunch of knockoffs that are like photo 31. I mean, I look, when I, I was in my, in my previous relationship, I was, not, uh, I was not hesitant to send off photos and video clips of myself, all right? And those are still on my computer. So I found like a video of clip of me jerking off one of the many. And in my head, I'm like, I got to throw this out. But then I'm like, well, you know what? This isn't bad. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I, I, I actually, this is not a bad idea. This isn't, and that's, you know, the fucking couple, I throw a couple of pop shots out there that made and went for distance. And I'm like, all right, I kind of like this. This looks good. But, and also, and I will, this is not a lie. I'm going to share this with you. Why not? What, 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 what do I have to lose? Uh, I've, I looked at them and I thought to myself, I go, what if, you know, you could probably post these on Pornhub. Like they're not, they're not, I want, cause I didn't know if you can, you can't monetize them. And I know that's weird. I, I apologize. I'm look again, I'm blushing, even telling you this anecdote, but I watched them and I was like, uh, you know, cause like, you know, my face isn't in them. Um, and I thought to myself, I go, well, you know what? I can actually, the, a couple of these clips I could, I could throw on there because they're kind of, you know, they're, they're, I don't know. There's gotta be somebody out there who wants that kind of content, right? I've been to Pornhub. I know that there's people out there doing all that bullshit. And I look, there's guys sucking off fucking camels and shit like that. I mean, there's gotta be a space in the space. There's gotta be a spot in the space for me jerking off. Right. So I, and I, I, again, it's with a lonely thoughts of, of sitting around going, you know, that's not so bad. And you know, I, I actually looked pretty good in that. And, uh, at least part of me did. And, um, uh, but the problem is like all of these videos that I would take. And then of course I sent to my significant other at the time, uh, you know, I'm holding the phone on my left hand and I'm, I'm, I'm taking care of business with my right hand. I'm making mashed potatoes with my right hand. You know how I'm doing business. And, uh, and, and, but in the, <laughs> this is completely true. I was sitting in a chair in my living room. So, uh, uh, you can't see me. You can just see, you know, parts of me that I need you to see. But in the background, I had a table, uh, and on the table I had photos and one of the photos is uh, I had a fr- I have a framed version. I told you it's one of my favorite pieces of Max's artwork. I have it framed. It is a it's a it's a painting he did of me wearing the little Schmitty suit, but taking the big head off. So uh, which is ap- apropos for what I was going to post on the Internet. But literally in the background, like I can't post anything. And then in my head, I'm like, well, I wonder if I could somehow get that out of there. And I'm like, how are you? what do you know? All of a sudden, you're the fucking Scorsese of jerk off clips. What the fuck? You're going to go in. Yeah, I've got to go ahead and call some editing guys. I got to get in there and fucking bleed that out. So and people can see my fucking cock brilliance as I fucking throw a rope all over the fucking living room. Jesus Christ. Um, but I thought it. I won't lie. I'm going to tell you it, it came up. And I because I was like, yeah, this isn't bad. Actually, this is not so. You know, it's kind of, uh, I guess, sexy in a way. Um, and also that's probably because I was thinking, you know, you're thinking of memories of that time and stuff like that. But literally in in the, I have three, you know, I, have, I mean, I've got a couple where it's not there, but the three that I thought were best, <laughs> I've got a list. <laughs> Why am I sharing this? I have a, uh, I have a, look, I have a ranking of all of my jerk off clips. That's a lie. Not all of them. I didn't watch all of them, but in the, in the ones that I happened to peruse the other day, and now you're thinking to yourself, you've got more than one or you've got three or more than three, whatever the fuck. Yes. I look, I, I told you I was not shy about sending these things. Um, and you know, what's funny is on my other laptop, I've got a whole other fucking pile of photos and videos that I can't transfer because 
they're they're on that computer and they they're on another hard drive and I can't get it because the cord doesn't work with this laptop. So I have to get that cord and then transfer everything over on uh, to a USB. It's because I tried, dude. I tried to gather all the photos off that computer onto a USB. I mean, there's fucking again. There's like. 18,000 photos and video clips or whatever the fuck. So it just takes fucking 10 years to, to transfer that shit. So it's just sitting there now waiting for me to get a cord that will make sense, you know, or, or a hard drive that I can plug in there and I can make it work. And I, and I will, it's just a matter of time folks. Oh, please don't doubt me. It's just a matter of time. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I got a pile of clips. Fuck you. And so I, I in them, I was like I said, I thought to myself, I go, this might be kind of hot. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. In the background, there's uh, there's me, but not me, but a painting of me and little Schmitty. And and then I'm then I'm like, well, wait a minute. Is that just all of a sudden that opens up me up for sort of a fucking child fucking pornography bullshit? Because there's a, like essentially little Schmitty as a kid, but it's me in a little Schmitty suit. Uh, it does it doesn't matter. One it was one of those things where like in my brain, it, it's like it's the reason why. Uh, like I would never in a billion years sign up for some like subscription porn thing. You know what I mean? Like I like Pornhub, you can you can actually become a member and shit like that. And like I don't need that anyway. You can find all the fucking free porn you want on the internet, and I don't understand why people do that kind of nonsense. But just on the on the off chance that somehow my name was revealed in some sort of fucking bullshit like that, hey Mike, it's and then they have it like because then they got a tracking history of the shit you watch, and I'm like, oh look, man, I didn't know that horse. He just popped up. I got no idea who he is. Um that pile of lesbians just found their way into my stream. I didn't look for a pile of Lesbians, check my search terms. I guarantee I didn't look for pile of lesbians. I just came upon pile of lesbians. What do you mean double barrel blowjobs come up often? I don't realize that that happened. They just, you know what? Because it comes up, you see something that says double barrel, you just fucking click on it. I have revealed far too much about myself at this point. All right, so. Uh, so anyways, yeah, so like I said, I have clips. And like, and, and look, there are clips of me. And, and I, if, if, if our friend Sean... Uh, who's helping me build a Nintendo thing wants to go through my film clips and see me, uh, you know, I, I I would not recommend that. But if that's his thing, that's his thing. But at the same time, you know, there's other uh, clips I have where it's not just me and uh, those should not be exposed to anybody ever. So I have to find a way to get those into a, a lock and key situation. Uh, so, so I, I, I have to learn about passwords and where to hide things. And that, that's why, again, this is why I don't use the fucking cloud, man. Nothing's going in the goddamn cloud. Cause again, you think, cause then everybody goes into the cloud. They find out, they just find a guy jerking off with, it, with a painting of me in the background. Now, I guess there is a way I could get out of that. Like I could say, well, that's not me. Obviously somebody has a painting just like mine, but I mean, it's a one of a kind one that Mex did unless he did that for somebody else. Eh, maybe we could do that. Max, do me a favor. You got to paint a lot of those and then and send them to listeners and then I can post my clip and just go, well, that's not me. That's somebody else. Ah, <laughs> look at me finding a solution. Uh, but it was uncomfortable. I'm sitting on the couch. And of course, over here is our friend, Sean, and he's, he's just like, clack, 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 clack. He's looking and doing stuff. And, and I, I assume he was doing all stuff related to bubble bobble and he wasn't watching me bobble my bubbles. So I, I, I don't know what he had in mind. Uh, uh, he, perhaps, you know, he was looking for balloon, knot instead of balloon fight. I don't know. He's not going to find a balloon, knot clip. I'll tell you that that's not happening, folks. I didn't get that far into my, my nonsense. Anyway, the point is he was sitting here at the desk and he was clicking and clacking and I did not want him to find things. And I thought to myself, well, what if he's looking at passwords? What if he's looking at videos and photos? But you can't go, dude, are you looking at my photos? Which, you know, he's not. He's because he couldn't be less interested. This is a guy who's trying to help me. And that's why you can't come over and go, look, I've got to lock down these uh, passwords just to make sure you don't see. You know, I mean, fuck that. And because, again, if he sees my passwords and he sees my fucking cock clips, good for him. I mean, it's, it's it, he's the one who's going to have to go to his therapist and talk about it, not me. But, uh, but yeah, so, so live stream, that's what I was talking about, folks. You want to talk about a live stream? I got a clip. I'll show you. Uh, that stream was live. Um, tonight, uh, 
Thursday, uh, the what is tonight? Uh, I'm saying, well, in two days, but I mean, tonight is, uh, well, no, today, one day. All right, all right, let's not lie. I did the beginning of the show on, uh, on Tuesday, and uh, we were done. And then now I'm recording on Wednesday. Because I went out last night and I watched a movie, which I'll tell you about at the end of this. But I did, what movie did I see? Well, you can probably guess. Uh, why? And it's not important for you to know when I recorded things, I guess. But, but I like to pull the, uh, the, the curtain back, I suppose. So the beginning of the show, before whatever Mex's song was that I just played, was Tuesday. And now this is Wednesday. And then there's a live stream Thursday, which is the, the night you're getting this, which is tomorrow. All right. Uh, but you don't care. Tonight. If you're listening tonight. Well, Thursday, the fucking, what is it? The 19th? No, the 19th is Monday. Uh, 18, 17, 16. So the 15th, right? Thursday the 15th. I guess so there there's, well, I mean, I guess I could just fucking pull it up right here. Yeah. Tomorrow, Thursday, the 15th, uh, <laughs> there'll be a live stream on YouTube, six o'clock PM, my time in the West, four o'clock PM, your time in Hawaii. You want to talk about gathering up some poi and checking me out? Go ahead and do that. Dip your, dip your fingers into a big bowl of kanji and poi. Um, seven o'clock in Denver, as I've mentioned, or, or in Idaho, I, are they on mountain time? I don't know. I don't want to fucking fuck anybody up Any of you potato eaters. You tell me what time you're on. Uh, and then of course it's Chicago time. It is, it is six o'clock, no, uh, eight o'clock and then nine o'clock in, uh, on the East coast in Bast in Baston. Hey, in Baston. let's park the car in Harvard yard and listen to Schmitty at nine, nine, nine. I can't do it. Boston accent. I can never pick up. Uh, not like I'm a master of all other accents. Look, folks, you know me. I'm a master of all other accents. However, that one is the one that befuddles me. Oh, Boston, you are the elusive accent, the one I cannot run down. Park the car and have it. Yeah, but Mav Weber, he tried it and he nailed it. Uh, track coach, University of Illinois, still there. As a matter of fact, I don't know if you know this. He's a, he's a 30 year man now at U of I. Um. Well, no, let's see, 84, 94, 2004. He's a 35-year man at U of I. Holy shit. All right, so live stream, check it out on YouTube, please. And also, let's talk about this. I'm going to mention this on the show now, but I'll also plug it tonight on the live stream. I'll mention it because some people aren't listening. Uh, you know, every Christmas, people are very nice and they send me Christmas cards. Some people send me gifts. That's very nice of you to do. A couple of weeks ago, remember, I opened some gifts here on the air. That was fun. And every year I do a show where I kind of open everything. I'll gather all the Christmas gifts, all the Christmas uh, cards, and I open them on on a podcast. Well, guess what? Listener Chug, Hud, uh, Chug, listener Chuck Hudspeth, our friend Chuck, I give his last name because why not? He's our man on the ground in the Carolinas. And uh, he said, you know, Mike, you know what would be a good idea for your live stream? What if you you told people that when they send the Christmas gifts, you would do a Christmas live stream where you would open up all of the cards and all of the gifts on the on the live stream, and then they could tune in and see you open their stuff. Now, holy Jesus, how great is that idea, right? That's fantastic. That's what a Chuck comes up with. Chuck's the guy who knows how to make that work. And I said, dude, that's a fucking fantastic idea. So I'm putting the call out now. All right. Uh, I, I'm going to do that probably. Let's call it. I'll do that December 20th. All right, December 20th, let me go, hold on. Let me make sure I can remind myself, 1220, live stream on a Thursday. Uh, Now, look, I may have Twitch up and running by then, so we might do it on Twitch, we might do it on YouTube, but either way, the Christmas, the 40-year-old boy Christmas live stream will be on Thursday the 20th. But uh, Let me throw this out at, at you. Here's the thing. I thought about doing it Monday the 24th, which was Christmas Eve. Uh, but then I thought to myself, well, there's just, I mean, people are going to be with families and nobody wants to watch my live stream that night. So yeah, so fuck this. I'm not even gonna put it out there to you. No voting. Fuck that. Thursday, December 20th, 
We will be doing a live stream where I will open up whatever you guys send me. And look, this is not some craven gift grab. I don't care if you send me stuff. If you want to send me cards, if you want to send me gifts, you guys have been very nice about that. And uh, and thank you. Usually around Christmas stuff comes. People are very nice. They use the Amazon link and they buy me something and they go, hey, I made you a double duty. I got you something, and which is super cool and I appreciate it. Um, so I will tell you now that December 20th, Thursday night at six o'clock PM Pacific time, that's because that seems to be the time to do these things. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> uh, we'll do a live stream, a Christmas 40 year old boy, Christmas live stream. There might be nog. There may be cookies. Perhaps I will, I will cook something. Cause also this is another thing that Chuck pitched. He's like, man, you should do Thanksgiving night live stream and you should actually cook, like cook a turkey and then have dinner with your fans. And I, and that really appeals to me. It sounds fucking cool as hell. However, uh, I think people have families and people have people they want to hang out with. So scheduling something on a holiday is always a rough thing. Thursday is, you know, Thursday's Thanksgiving and, and that's when we do the live streams. But I think you guys are going to be very busy with family. So that doesn't make a lot of sense. Although, like I said, with Twitch coming up and all this stuff, I, I, I would love to cook something or I'd love to make, you know, a Schmitter salad or whatever the fuck. Any, any, I, there's all these possibilities. And look, they could be in tr- tremendously boring. They could be things where you're like, yeah, I know this sounds fucking awful. And I get that. I totally understand if you're like, yeah, we don't want to watch you make a fucking salad on the stream. But I mean, but if you want to spend time with me and that kind of thing, that'd be fun too. Um, so December 20th. There is a Christmas live stream and anybody who sends me things. So now you've got a month. You got a month to send me stuff to the P.O. box and I'm going to do this now. I'll give out the P.O. box here on the air, which is I, uh, I, I hesitate to do that because then you're going to get a bunch of nonsense from people. But fuck that. I mean, it's just you guys listen. No fucking trolling gremlins are listening to this. So here you want to send it to Mike Schmidt care of throat punch media P.O. box one four six North Hollywood, California. Nine one six zero three. Got it. Mike Schmidt care of throat punch media PO box one four six North Hollywood, California nine one six zero three. That's the address. If you guys want to send me and that's just for Christmas cards. That's for any Christmas gifts. You want to send cookies. You want to send any nonsense. I keep, I got to stop saying fucking nonsense. If you want to send anything to me, I will open it on the air And, and look, I'm sure this is this opens up a whole new era for mischief. If you want to send me a bomb or a bowl of bed bugs or something, please don't do that. I'm just I I probably shouldn't have put that address out here, but I I usually people are always gracious and they always ask for it and then it's it seems like another step that I shouldn't do. Uh and I should just give it out on the show. But also, you know how it is. You give it I give out Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com and I am besieged by walk-in shower ads. People sign me up for junk mail garbage all the fucking time. So hopefully I won't be put on some fucking list because again, I, cause I don't know who did this. I think I've talked about this on the, I've talked about this on the air and I talked about it. This is four years now we're talking. Uh, I get out magazine or the advocate. I don't even know which one it is. I get a gay magazine to my house and it comes wrapped in a fucking, you know, uh, literally four levels of mylar and a plastic bag and a cardboard thing. And, uh, cause they don't want anybody to know. Cause they figured if you're not out, you don't want people to know you're getting this mail to your house. I don't know who signed me up for this. I don't know why this prank is funny. And I don't know how they fucking kept it going for five years now or whatever the fuck. Remember, I brought one of these into Lily's apartment and I talked about it there in the oldest building in Hollywood, I believe. And I said, because I, I, I commented on the fact that not only the, the, I, I said the saddest commentary about the entire thing is that you have to wrap this thing in four levels of fucking anonymity so people don't know what these people really do in their lives. And that's sad and terrible that you have to live your life like that. Um so, so it's weird, but anyway, I still get the magazine. I mean, I, I don't know. I am, I am lifelong subscribed to the advocate. I don't know why, I don't know whose prank this was. It might've been someone bequeathed it in their will that I would always get a gay magazine. And that's, and, uh, and I, the minute it comes, 
And look, I'll I'll also be truthfully honest with you. I open it up and I, I flip through it and then I, I toss because it's a fucking magazine. First of all, it doesn't. I don't give a fuck about gay or content or any of that stuff. Who reads magazines anymore? For fuck's sake. Um, but I do. I just I just toss it out. So if I mean I I don't. If you can stop the prank now, it's, it was funny for a while, or not even funny. It was just weird. But uh, but if you still want to go ahead and fund me getting the advocate, that's fine. Um, and that's not one of those things that I can go just like put in the laundry room. You know how that works? But you, you're like, oh man, I got some old good housekeepings. I'll throw them in the laundry room for people to want to kill time. Well, fuck all that. I mean, I can't just go throw the advocate out there because then people are like, oh, and then it becomes a sleuth thing and they're trying to figure out who the fuck put it out there and why. Because that's our society for fuck's sake. Everybody lights torches and they go, where's the gay guy who doesn't like magazines? Um, and it's like, no, no, I totally like magazines. And they're like, it's you. And I'm, well, no, I'm not a gay guy, but I do like magazines. I just don't care for this magazine, right? I don't, I don't want it. And it's a prank. Fuck, stupid. I don't want to have that fuck conversation. So, uh, so December 20th, again, I gave the, I gave the address out. We will have a Christmas live stream, December 20th, 40 year old boy, Christmas live stream, either on YouTube or Twitch, probably on YouTube. You know, I have a Twitch channel. Like I said, sign up for Twitch, man. Find me. I'm the 40 year old boy on Twitch. The it's all, all spelled out. The, the number 40, the 40 year old boy. It's that channel on Twitch subscribe because, uh, we're getting perilously close to launching it and you're going to see me play Castlevania and oh my God, are you going to be happy? All right. Don't you want to see me play Metroid? Oh my Christ. Isn't that going to be fun? I don't know what any of these games do. I don't know how to play them, but I'm excited to go ahead and get behind the controller and try to give them a fucking spin bubble, bobble and bottle balloon fight and balloon bubble and balloon bobble and bobble fight and fucking and, and all of that shit bubble fight. I'm in. And I think there's a Sonic game on there. I don't know what's all this on this Nintendo, but it's here. And just hearing the 8-bit music is worth it. Just to hear me talking with 8-bit music underneath me, I would I would tune in just for that. Fuck the gameplay, which is a good idea because I am not going to be good at the games. Still, it exists. Sign up for the Twitch channel. I'm the 40-year-old boy. Sign up and get on, the, get on board early because we're going to be starting that soon. And December 20th, there will be a live stream for Christmas. I don't know if it'll be here. On, uh, on, I'm sorry. I don't know if it'll be on Twitch or on YouTube, but it's going to happen. So if you want to send things, send them to the P.O. Box. And, uh, and I will open them on the air and we'll, we'll thank you. We'll show things. And if, if you have, you know, it might be cards with your family's photos on them. And if you tell me, you could also tell me you don't want me to show them on the air because you don't want your family seen. I get that, which is fine. But if you guys, so again, people have been very nice to send me things around Christmas time. So I'm telling you now, if you want to send me stuff to be opened on the live stream, uh, send it and then make sure I know that. So I, cause I won't open it early. Cause I, I know I have to go pick up some stuff. Some people have alert, alerted me to the fact, maybe I'll keep those closed. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that. People have sent me things that I know they've sent me uh, just in the past week or so, and I'll go grab those. Maybe I'll keep those in the pile. That'll be fun, and I'll open all that stuff on on December 20th, uh, Christmas live stream, 40-year-old boy, YouTube or Twitch. I don't know when, but the live stream this week, which is Thursday the 15th of November, remember, remember, that'll be on YouTube. It'll be a live stream of me at my desk doing the thing that I do the best, talking to people in the chat rooms and offending them and fighting with them for some weird reason. I don't fight with anybody. I try to be as nice as possible. I juggle people and I talk to them. Perhaps there'll be stories told. Perhaps there'll be chuckles to be had. Perhaps tears will be shed. You'll only know if you tune in on YouTube, November 15th, that's Thursday, that's tonight. At 6 o'clock p.m. my time, 7 o'clock p.m. Denver time, 8 o'clock p.m. Chicago time, 9 o'clock p.m. New York time, 4 o'clock p.m. in Hawaii, and then whatever else fucking time in Europe and Canada and all of you other people. I don't know what kind of time zones you got, but please tune in and join me like our good friend Tanya always does, like our good friend Ken has sometimes done, like the KCs often do, like Jill and Sal often do, like Liana does, like everybody else who pops in, like Dave and fucking uh, Eric and, and uh, our friend Ruben. Everybody who comes into the live stream is the best, and I appreciate it very much. Thank you for showing up. our friend Matthew with his wife, Jenny. And there was a guy who has a furry girlfriend. They all show up. I don't want to say his name. Um, 
And Steven, Steven shows up sometimes. And, and our friend South Philly, Paul, he goes in and, and arrives at the live stream and everybody engages me and they talk. I think our friend John from Minnesota has been there once or twice. I do appreciate, last time we, you know, we got more people last time than we've ever had. So it's kind of growing exponentially and I do appreciate that very much. And last, last one was fucking awesome. And it was like over two hours. We had a great time. So please come out to the live stream. There's a lot of talking about live streams. Uh, November 15th, that's Thursday, that's tonight. And, uh, and it'll be ready and rocking and rolling and ready and willing and able and ready for you to show up. We got a sponsor for this show. Do you know that? He sponsors this podcast. He's uh, His name is Fearful Jesuit, and he runs the Paranoid Strain podcast, which is available right now in the iTunes store. And you can go to, uh, well, his website. I believe there's a Paranoid Strain website, but there might not be. But you can write him an email, uh, Fearful Jesuit at, no, I'm sorry, the Paranoid Strain at gmail.com. I don't want to say, I don't want to throw his name in there. The Paranoid Strain at gmail.com. You can write him a note. The, the bottom line is go ahead and download the thing. Right now, it's the uh, it was the, the sequel to his 9-11 show. He had his first night. Well, and download all of them because the first 9-11 show is really uh, it's it's brutal. I mean, it just it just really gets to the heart of it. Because, again, as I've mentioned, Fearful Jesuit was there and saw the towers come down. So uh, he speaks from a unique experience and he has friends who also were there and he interviews them about their experiences. And then the second part, which is the one that's up, the most uh, recent show in the in the iTunes store is uh, his debunking of all sorts of people and their crazy myths. Um you know, I, I mean, just again, my hops and lie hops. He's talking about he, he fucking tears down gremlins and gremlins, too, for their references to 9-11. Uh, the Matrix has a 9-11 reference in it and uh, all these different things. So the, the bottom line is go listen to his show. Download it. Comment in the iTunes store. Go in the comment section. Tell him how much you love the show. Tell him you heard it from us, please, because then he'll think we're a hitter and he'll continue to sponsor us. And we appreciate that very much. Uh, write him at the paranoid strain at gmail.com. Get him on board and tell him that you love the show. Like I said, he's always looking for uh, for fans and listeners. He's got a YouTube channel as well, a paranoid strain YouTube channel, which you can find. Uh, Fearful Jesuit is one of the coolest guys I've ever met. Very intense, very, uh, very meticulous. A guy who does does work. Guy who made me homemade ramen last time I saw him. And I can't argue with that. Right. That's a that's a beautiful anybody who makes you fucking noodles is, is in your heart forever anybody that's it I'm, I'm declaring it now anybody who makes you fucking noodles love that person till you die they're the fucking greatest and that's how i feel about jesuit so please check out the paranoid strain podcast uh like i said most recent episode is the second part of the 9-11 episode but then he's got the QAnon stuff he's got he's got so many different things the 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 fucking bundy ranch stuff all, all these amazing things uh, in previous shows you should listen because it's so well put together and uh and it gets to the heart of a lot of the conspiracy theories that it seemed to be taking hold and and getting a lot of signal boost because of social media so if you want to understand these things if you want to know who QAnon was you want to find out about these 9-11 fucking truthers and bullshit uh go ahead and listen to the paranoid strain podcast subscribe in itunes download in itunes comment in itunes write him at the paranoid strain at gmail.com and always mention us and tell him you found the show via us because again it lets him know that this is an effective sponsorship and it makes us very happy uh, I mentioned our YouTube channel again, as you can go uh, visit all that stuff. All of the, uh, the podcast stuff is there. Uh, the Joker standalone sting is there and, uh, and other, th- other things are there for you to peruse old stand up things like that. And also the live stream again is coming up tonight. Um, do you want to drive for Uber and Lyft? Perhaps you do. If you want to drive for Lyft, you can use my code. And this is all caps. Mike 720057. That's M-I-K-E 720057. Use that if you want to drive for Lyft. And I'll get a fucking notice that you're doing it. And then they'll say, hey, Mike, you're a good Uber pimp or a Lyft pimp, I guess, at that point. And if you want to drive Uber, go with DJZW1YTTUE. And that's all lowercase. DJZW1YTTUE. Now, you can use these codes if you want to be a driver. You can use these codes if you're a first-time passenger. Either way, I get a taste of the gig no matter what you wind up doing, which is great for me, and I appreciate it very much. Thank you so much for thinking of me. And uh, why not get on board? Uber and Lyft are taking over the world. I mean, cars are going to be obsolete pretty soon, and you're gonna, you, you can't ride a horse. 
So go ahead and find car ownership, I should say, will be obsolete. And eventually, it'll just be getting in a Johnny Cab with a fucking robot like a Total Recall. And, and it's always going to be a guy from Armenia who has a crown <laughs> air freshener and a phone that plays music you wouldn't play in a billion years. Uh, that's what's coming. Cabs are the new Uber. Uber are the new cabs. So please be an Uber and Lyft passenger. Use my codes. And uh, if you want to be an Uber and Lyft driver, go ahead and get yourself a, a crown air freshener and use my codes for that as well. I'd appreciate it. Hey, Cameo, you're an app that exists and you, you've got me on board. Now, let me tell you this. Here's something I learned about Cameo this fucking week. Uh, you know, when I got in with Cameo, I used to make fun of it. I'm like, well, there's a bunch of scrubs from the Clippers and me. And then I think like Tommy Lee was on it. He was like the most famous dude, Tommy Lee from Motley Crue. And then it was a bunch of guys who might be somebody, you know what I mean? Some, some backup shooting guard for the Clippers, some person who hosts a cooking show on public access. You know, it wasn't, they weren't really extending their tendrils into the world of real celebrity. And I call it real celebrity. Cause I mean, look, I'll tell you this. I, I was supposed to do a benefit this weekend. And when I say go, I was supposed to do a benefit. I was supposed to visit and, and hit a benefit, uh, kind of go and attend it and, and just hang out with Randy. Cause our friend Randy, uh, the lovely Randy was doing a, 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 she got roped into doing this thing and she was excited about it. And she reached out to me and she said, Hey, look, there's probably going to be like 2000 people in this theater. I've never stood on a stage in front of that many people. Would you come with me just to at least walk out on stage with me? So I'm, I feel okay. And I was like, of course I'd happily do that. I go, now look, you don't want me to do a set or anything, right? Cause these people don't know who the fuck I am. They don't want to know. They don't want to hear from me because it was supposedly a benefit with like big, big names. And then she told me the name. She's like, Oh my God, it's, um, Robbie Krieger from the doors. And, uh, and then his band and then, uh, and, but this is the thing. All right. So Robbie Creek from the doors. Yes. I, ostensibly guitarist from the doors. He's, he's a big name to somebody. Okay. Somebody out there finds Robbie Krieger to be a big name. Now I, is he a big name to me? I know who he is, but let's face it. All right. Robbie Krieger and his band. That's fine. Robbie Krieger was the guitarist in the doors. That's that name has not had relevance in at least 40 years. And that's being generous. I don't know what Robbie Krieger was doing in 1978 uh, other than maybe calling the guys in Badfinger and seeing if they needed a backup guitarist because whatever the fuck was going on with them. I, I don't know what he had going on. Was he thinking about doing disco remixes of the door songs? I don't know. I know Robbie Krieger from the doors and that's that's early seventies. And the second Morrison takes a fucking vomit gargle, everything's over. I mean, for Krieger, he's finished. What's he going to do? Go out and play roadhouse blues to nobody. Yes. That's what he's been doing for the last 40 years. And that's what he's going to do with this benefit. And that's fine. I got, I got no issue with that. If you love Robbie Krieger, you love his music. You want to, that's cool. But if you think you're going to fill a theater because Robbie Krieger is there, it just, it just smacks to me of that's what this town is. The, the, the hangers on of fame that, that, and here's the problem. You'll get guys who have a name, but they don't have any talent to back it up. Like, would you pay, would you pay to see a concert with Robbie Krieger? Because I mean, the, the, I mean, man's Eric's not even there to play the spooky parts. You know what I mean? Anybody can play. I mean, is Densmore even still alive? I have no, I got no clue. All right. It's, it's Krieger. And I guess Krieger's in a band with his kid. His kid's now the singer and he's belting out the door songs, which, which is a whole other level of sad in this town. And I don't mean to be mean. I'm sure Robbie's a terrific guy and the band is fantastic. And if you love them, that's great. However, if you told me Robbie Krieger's son, cause I just think about that. Think about you're living in the shadow of your dad. And then he's, he's bringing you on the road as his singer. Like you've, you've given up at that point. Like there's no, 
you don't have a, an ounce of creativity in your body, or at least you haven't found any success with your creativity. So you're like, well, ah, this seems easy. And you're going out there and you're, you're, you know, keeping your eyes on the road and you're leaving your hands upon the wheel for, for a bunch of fucking old people who, who you don't relate to. And also Robbie Krieger's kid. Think about that. He's got to be 50, right? He's got to be my age, 50, 60. And he's out there singing in his dad's band, which I mean, good for you. I, I didn't have a dad. So maybe that's like having a catch. Maybe you're like, Hey man, let's go, let's go out in a cornfield with fucking Ray Liotta and play roadhouse blues. I mean, I don't know if that's the way your fucking life works, but it it's, I apologize for this. It seems to me to be kind of sad and then when you're trying to sell a benefit, going with Robbie Krieger and his son, and then uh, also one of the guy, one of the other co-hosts was. Uh I hope I'm not fucking up Randy's gig, but well, they canceled the fucking thing. All right. The bottom line is they canceled. So I'm not going to say anything, but they canceled because of the fires. And, and so good for the fires. But uh, but fucking there was another guy who one of the guys who was hosting. It was Brian, who was one half of Mark and Brian, a famous DJ team here in Los Angeles, who also had a TV show for a while now. I know he has fans and look, he and Krieger, they have infinitely more fans than I do. I get it. But who's going, man, we got to go see Brian. The guy was, he wasn't even first billed in Mark and Brian. You were behind and like, if you, if you, if you booked and for this benefit, if you booked an ampersand, it would be on the poster ahead of you just from your previous history, man. Uh, but, but, but Brian was like the headliner along with Krieger and then, and she, and then Randy wrote me, she's just like, uh, they just, they just told me they got Jimi Hendrix's brother and I could not stop laughing. I'm like, you gotta be, it's like Larry, Larry Hendrix or Leon or whatever the fuck Jimi Hendrix's brother was going to be there. But the, the thing, here's the thing that to me is so odd. They think that's a get like Krieger and Brian and whoever the fuck else, that's, that's where their mindset is. They're not going young. They're not trying to get anybody from now because I guess they figure, look, we're locked in with the Krieger crowd, so we're going to go ahead and do the best we can to get somebody they might know. So they get Hendrix's brother. They unearth the corpse of Jimi Hendrix's brother and drag him out. What's he going to do? Walk around with a fucking strat and just point at it and go, yeah, my uh, my brother played this. Remember him? He had a fucking headband on. I mean, what you you might as well get, literally, fuck Hendrix's brother. Get Michael Winslow out there to do Hendrix for half an hour. You'd probably entertain the people a lot more than that. What the fuck is Hendrix's brother going to do? I, I don't, I don't, it's this town, man. You know, anybody who had a name or used to have a name and you can glom on it, then that's the fucking way to go. Uh, it, it, there was used to be an old, there was an old Saturday Night Live sketch and it was a billion years ago. It was probably the first two years. And they were like, on tour, Elvis Presley's coat. And it was just Elvis's fucking coat on a hanger and everybody was going crazy for it. And, and that's what I think of every time I hear about these shows where Robbie Krieger and his kid, Hendrix's brother, Brian, they're not even booking and, and they couldn't even get and they tried. They called and for weeks, couldn't get and to commit. So they just went with Brian and whoever the fuck else was involved. And then you're going to get me. I, and that's the, here's the worst part. I'm the least famous of all those dudes. I would show up and I would just, even, even me making fun of these motherfuckers, I'm still the least famous of all of them. And I'm going to show up and just, I'm just going to walk out there with what, and, and make sure Randy doesn't faint as she has to talk to a giant crowd and introduces a band. Uh, they had like poets and all, all these different people. And that's fine. It was a great benefit. And I'm sure it was all structured in a great way, but what, that's this town, man. Whenever I hear, I, I, it's like, it's like when I look at old Chicago, like Chicago comedy clubs now, they'll, they'll book these headliners that were headliners when I lived there and they were headliners before I lived there. Guys that are now like 65 and, uh, you know, guys, and I'm, I'm not saying they're not talented, but if you're, if you're a 22 year old person and you walk into a fucking Zanies and you see Skipper Paris on stage and I'm Skip's a lovely guy, he's, he's funny, he does the job, but at the same time, man, he's just, he's not of your generation. He's not doing what you think. And I, cause believe me, I recognize I'm the same way. Like if I walked into a bunch of 22 year olds there, they'd be like, holy fuck, who's this guy with all the problems? You know what I mean? They don't want to fucking listen to me talk. They want to see somebody who's 
see they want to see Theo Vaughn get up there and yuck it up and smash a beer can into his fucking head, which is not fair to Theo. I hear he's fucking really funny because it was another guy I judged. I was like, yeah, fucking Theo Vaughn, whatever the fuck. And then everybody's like, no, no, that dude's a funny dude. And I'm like, ah, fuck. All right. Because you want <laughs> my, my whole default as a comic is to be bitter about these guys who got famous via road rules. I right, fuck yeah, MTV road rules. Now he's a comedian. I get it. And they're like, no, no, he's actually funny. He writes jokes and he's a funny dude. And then I saw him in two different projects. I saw him in Trevor Moore's thing on Comedy Central. And I forget the other thing I saw him on. And I know he does Rogan's show. And he's funny. He's funny like all the fucking times. He's got funny in his bones, which is, which is, I mean, it's not a drag. Good for him. I'm glad he's got funny in his bones. But at the same time, it makes me just go, ah, yeah, fuck. What did you do? What did you do besides hide in your apartment, you fuck? Um, as, as you filmed yourself jerking off and thought about posting it to Pornhub <laughs> anonymously. Oh, man. What a fucking whiff. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, I don't know how the fuck did I spin off. Oh, I was talking about celebrities. All right. So, yeah. So so that's the deal is poor Randy. She was going to do this thing and she's working hard, man. She was going to do a bunch of stuff. She was getting and she was going to do radio stuff for it. And uh, and then it fell apart for her. So that's a, you know, a drag because she really wanted to be involved because she worked dude, that that girl works her ass off. Her energy is fucking amazing. And I, 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 I love talking to her and hanging out with her because she's so up and peppy and, and just uh, it just all right. So it'll come out tomorrow. She's Annie. She's like fucking Annie. Um, but I was talking about cameo because you want to talk about fucking, uh, you know, Hendrix's brother will give you a phone call. I, that's what it used to be when I signed up. You know what I mean? You had your Tommy Lee's and all this dudes. Do you know who's on fucking cameo now? And I look, I'm not saying this is good or bad. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner is on fucking cameo. And to me, look, do I think Caitlyn Jenner is the be all end all? No. Do I think she's talented in any way? I probably don't. Um, she, she had one talent. And, uh, it, you know, she showed it in 1976 and then she married, uh, she's got, ta- she's, I, uh, like, I can't, this is a gray area and I can't, I gotta walk this fucking line. Uh, she has a talent for killing people in traffic. I know that maybe that's, that's a thing. Maybe she'll cameo you for that. Uh, see, I didn't want to do that. I was doing my best to fucking restrain myself. No, she's famous for being famous. That's all Caitlyn Jenner is. She's famous for being, she, you know what she is? She's a famous coin flip. That's what she is. She's famous for being famous and she's, she's a coin flip. She's a revolving door. That's what she is. She was this and now she's that. And good for her. I hope she's happy and I hope she's wonderful. But people are like, but I heard her ad for Cameo. She's like, hey, I'm on Cameo and I want to tell people happy birthday and I'm ready to do whatever you need. And I'm like, oh my God, how have you lowered yourself to this? Because you, again, she's got... She's got Kardashian money, right? Doesn't she partake in that? Uh, all of those fucking, uh, you know, Chloe and Catherine and Kristen and Sneezy and fucking all those other fucking Kardashians. Who the fuck else? Dopey and Grumpy and and Kim, and uh, and then and then whoever the wife is. But they 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 do they do they kick her out? Do they not give her any money? That she's wishing people happy birthday on the fucking phone, and and because I will, look, I'll tell you what that dope because all I can do is talk. And I, I was doing cameo under the guys. I'm like, well, that might be a thing where I can make it a, little, a couple extra bucks. Now I'm a nobody, but I'm happy to do it. But this seems like the thing nobody should be doing. You know, anybody talented enough to talk and be funny can go ahead and do cameo. But also the selling point, just like in any other famous selling point, is fame. And Caitlyn Jenner is famous. So if, if depending on what the price point is, you know, mine's 20 bucks. I'm sure she can't be charging that. She's got to be charging like fucking $500 for her to call up and tell you happy birthday. And then what are you going to say to her? Hi, Caitlin. I, I like your new face. I mean, what the fuck? There's nothing to discuss with that. Per- oh, you didn't really get to talk to her. You just got a message. And is she going to wear that glamorous white dress and then what? Show you her gold medals? Oh, my God. What a, I, I can't imagine what it would be like to try to, to, first of all, not to want to get a greeting from Caitlyn Jenner. Because I told you, I can't believe anybody wants one from me. I can't believe anybody wants one from the fucking YouTube stars I saw polluting cameo all over the goddamn place. But now you're getting real stars. And I don't know who's lower. But, I mean, but that's the thing. Is Caitlyn Jenner a real star? Is she just the Jimi Hendrix's brother of cameo? I got no fucking clue who, by the way, again, there's, if there's, if cameo fucking Hendrix's brother isn't on cameo, he should be. Uh, but regardless of either, any of those people, you know, who is on cameo me motherfuckers, me. 
And last week I did a cameo for some uh, very nice people who are in Florida and, and I was able to go ahead and give them a nice message, a five minute uh, diatribe about them and their sons and where they lived and what they were going to be doing and retirement and birthdays and all sorts of cool ass stuff. Uh, and I can do that for you too. I'm on cameo. I mean, I, you know, again, like I said, all of your money should be poured into the Caitlyn Jenner cameo or one of the other YouTube geniuses who's at a desk somewhere doing the same message over and over. But if you want to get me on board, you want to get me talking into your computer. You want to get me talking into your phone and uh, you want to get some anonymous guy who's haranguing your family or telling them good job on your grades. Like if somebody gets a good report card, have me tell them, just go, Hey man, you got straight A's. That's fucking fantastic. You know, by the way, I never did any homework in high school and look at me now. I'm, I'm wishing you a happy birthday on the fucking phone. Stay in school kids. That's my message. Um, so find me on the cameo app. That's the, that's the important part. Download the cameo app to your phone and look me up and then send me uh, let me send a Christmas message to you and yours. Let me send a, a holiday message. Look, if you're, if you're thinking to yourself, I wish Mike Schmidt would wish my family a happy new year. I can do that. If you're thinking to yourself, I, I wish Mike Schmidt would do something for Christmas, something that would wish my uncle uh, a good time. I will. I'm happily ready to step up. If you're thinking to yourself, I wish Mike Schmidt would call me about Kwanzaa. I can do these things, man. Thanksgiving even, that's still in the pipeline, right? Isn't Boxing Day coming up? I don't know, any fucking holiday. What else is in December? When do they sell mattresses in December besides Christmas and shit? Whatever, I fucking, who cares? Line me up. Birthdays, everybody's got birthdays. Everybody's retiring. Shit's happening. People are dying. You got a funeral. You want me to give a fucking eulogy via cameo? I can do that. Book me on the cameo app and hire me to do that. I'm happy to do it. I'll do a fucking eulogy. I wish you happy Christmas. I wish you merry birthday. I wish you all those goddamn things. I wish wish you a fucking, what is Kwanzaa? I mean, I I know what Kwanzaa is, but it's not happy or merry, right? Uh, I will, you know what? I'll wish you a uh, lugubrious Kwanzaa. How about that? If I, I go ahead and throw that, no, uh, salacious. I, how about this? I wish you a salacious Kwanzaa. That seems grim. They, nobody wants to have a sexy Kwanzaa. No, fuck that. Let's give a sexy Kwanzaa. Um, and by the way, if you're a drag queen or a fucking burlesque person and you don't take the name sexy Kwanzaa, I'm furious at you. And I, cause I want a cut of all your earnings. Take sexy Kwanzaa and run with it and get booked and send me some goddamn money. Uh, go ahead and download the cameo app and hire me to do all those things. I can wish you all sorts of holiday greetings, retirements, deaths, birthdays. I want to be on the scene. I'm your man on the ground for all of those things. I'm your eyes in the sky for any, any wake. And by the way, remember I, I, I talk about that fucking book me if you're awake thing. Uh, I'll fuck, well, I'll tell you about that in a second. Um, but yeah, if you want me to fucking celebrate with you, I will do that. That's, that's who I am. I'm that guy. Uh, book me via cameo, the app right now, download it on your phone. MikeSchmidtComedy.com exists. Go there to the Joe Business page. There's all sorts of cool ass stuff, but please use the Amazon link, especially with the holidays coming up. I know you guys are buying gifts, uh, not just for me for the live stream on December 20th, but for your family and friends who have also wished happy birthday and stuff too. Look at us. I got, I'm your, I'm your one-stop Christmas fucking shop. I'm the best. I'm, I'm more, you know what? I'm ubiquitous in your Christmas. I'm, I'm here more than fucking Santa Claus. Um, so go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com. Use the Amazon link on our page, the Joe Business page. And click through, and then you're just you're shopping, man. You're buying stuff. We get a taste of it. We get money. They get money. You get stuff. It works out perfectly for you. Works out perfectly for us. Works out perfectly for Jeff Bezos, who needs to get more money in his pocket now that New York and uh, I think Virginia ponied up a huge bunch of cash. They're building him a helipad in New York. Building him a helipad with a bunch of lights and crazy because you know Jeff Bezos needs to swoop in on a helicopter any fucking time he wants. I mean, I I don't even. You're you're literally creating a super villain. That's what you're doing when you give him all these tax breaks and you build him this giant fucking thing in a helipad. He's just Lex Luthor. There was even that scene in Superman. Batman on the fucking helipad where Lex Luthor's just sitting there waiting to talk to Superman or whoever the fuck. It's like you're just you're creating a supervillain by handing him all this shit. Look, if a guy builds a business up from the ground and then he's slowly taking over the earth, like the people at Google who are just fucking going around and mapping the earth for no reason, but I literally no reason just to create an app. They think they said, right? Oh, no, we just want to be helpful. We just want to know where everybody is at all times and where every address goes. We want directions to every place on the earth whenever we need it. 
Uh, but nothing nefarious here. Please go about your day. And then Jeff Bezos builds a helipad. We're just, we're, it's just a matter of time until Google and, and Amazon have their personal armies just swarm us and put us all into work camps, right? We're all just going to be fucking boxing up gifts and sending them to one another. Literally, I will box up gifts for myself at the Amazon thing. I'll work 13 hours a day and then I'll get home just in time to open up my Amazon gifts and I'll have to Google when they're going to arrive. They're just taking over the fucking planet, man. And again, when you build a, buy a, a, a guy a helipad, and you give him all of these fucking tax breaks, you're just creating a supervillain. You understand that. So we cannot, we, we have nobody else to blame but ourselves when Jeff Bezos uh, steals the sun and then tells us that we've got to be prime people if we want to, only prime people get to use the sun. Everybody else, fuck you, it's cold and dark. But if you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, you can get sun for eight hours a day. Bezos is doing it. You know he's working on it. You're building him a helipad. He's building a giant fucking thing to block out the goddamn sun and only parts it to people who are primers. Oh, fuck. Look at us creating a monster. Uh, but uh, you know what? I'm going to create this monster because I get a taste of it. If I get my $11, I'm thrilled. So go to the Amazon link at the Joe Business page on MikeSchmidtComedy.com. Buy all your Christmas stuff there, please. We get money. They get money. You get stuff. And uh, and then our future is secured under the watchful eye and iron fist of General Bezos. <laughs> That's a great name for a supervillain, right? General Bezos. <laughs> Kneel before Bezos. <laughs> General Bezos. Uh, General Bezos, care to step outside? Uh, he owns outside. You can't challenge him to go outside. He owns inside. He owns outside. He owns the whole fucking thing. Bill Gates is just furious. You think Bill Gates just looks at Bezos and goes, that could have been me if I hadn't bought so many white shirts and hidden and tried to help people. Did Gates help people? I think he did, right? Didn't he build a bunch of houses or whatever the fuck? I, I'm sure they all give money. That's the thing. Everybody hates those guys. I'm sure they give some money to charity, but at the same time, they got so much goddamn cash. Oh my God, it's grim. Um, oh, I was telling you that the fucking, uh, the book me for your awake thing. I was alluding to that. Dude, remember that? Remember I had that thing? I was like, book me for your awake. And then a couple of days ago, my friend Paul Goble posted on, on Facebook. He's like, uh, hey, if you uh, ever want me to come and entertain at your wake, you can go ahead. And I'm like, ah, oh, you and Lily sent it to me. She goes, oh my God, he's so far. He's so behind. And I'm like, ah, oh, dude, I was ahead of the time. I wanted to do this for fucking years. I pitched this thing fucking 12 years ago. Uh, and then I got an email. I get, I'm on this list of things where they cast people, you know, cause look folks, I'm a demand. I'm an in-demand talent. There's no doubt they're trying to find me. Everybody's trying to reach out to Mike Schmidt. Uh, I'm on a generic mailing list that sends out roles. Cause I mean, I will get one. It'll be like, we need your dog or we need a 78 Buick. I mean, it's, it's just, believe me, it's the most inhuman process in the world. Cause you're like, eventually I'll find something that's right for me. Right. And also in, on these sites that I've registered on, I've clicked who I am and what I, what I do, you know what I mean? So they know who I am and like, uh, you know, my age range, what I look like, all that stuff. So they'll send me stuff. They go, you qualified on three of three of, of the, you know, necessary proportions for this. And then it'll be like, we need a background guy to pretend to be a drunk at a bar in a student film. And I'm like, ah, fuck. And also, I mean, look, there've been big offers too. There've been other like bigger movies or bigger commercials, but I've applied to those and never gotten fucking called. I mean, it's just, I've, I got one audition for a voiceover out of, out of the, in the two years I've paid for these two websites. And again, that's because I don't have an agent. I'm not chasing shit. And that's my fault. I should really be. I, I should do more. But uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, what? Where? Who was? Oh, so fucking. So I get it. I get a notice from the other day. And uh, and I'm gonna, I'm just going to fucking pull it up and read it to you because I was like, you got to be kidding me, man. This isn't fucking real. But it but it was real. And I, I you know me. I'm just I'm like, God damn it. How dare you? How dare you motherfuckers go ahead and usurp me? How dare you try to steal my ideas? You jag offs. Uh, but I got this note and it's from a casting thing. And it says uh, hiring performers to help bring the Irish charm to my father's funeral. Definitely paying a job, but not a big money job. And it's it's an Irish tribute for a funeral. And, but they want, all they want is a Celtic bagpiper and they want pub singers, like Irish pub singers. And I'm like, God damn it. 
how do you not cast me to go in there and roast the fuck out of everybody? I, I almost wanted to contact the dude. But I mean, I also felt to myself, well, probably reaching out to the guy whose father just died to pitch yourself for a spot at his wake. That's going to be bottom of the barrel acting. I mean, that, that's really that's going to be the I wouldn't even say the no, no that's the sub basement, not doing the basement of your acting career, of your entertainment career. That is the sub basement. If you reach out to a guy whose father just died to pitch yourself for a spot at his wake. But you know what? If the guy's casting bagpipers and pub singers, why wouldn't you want a genial half Irish host to walk around and slug a guy? Right. I can do that. I can throw a couple of back and pretend to be drunk and some guy mouths off and I punch him in the goddamn face. If you want a true Irish wake, you want a true Irish funeral. You better get a true half a Mick dude in there to fucking take care of it. And I know you're thinking, why well, I'm like, you can't use that. That's a that's a slur. Well, I'm half of that. So I guess I'm a meh. How about that? Hire a meh like me. I can come in and take care of business. I can drink a couple of because look, I don't drink and I and I got a high tolerance. So if you got booze, I mean, it's an Irish thing. So I'm sure they got booze. Boy, I'm just I'm running down my people here and I don't mean to do that. But if you're hiring pub singers and you're hiring fucking bagpipers, it's not that much of a stretch to hire me to come in and give a fucking Irish weird ass eulogy and just fucking walk around and take a poke at some crazy uncle. God damn it. Hire me. Bring me in. Get me fucking loaded. Have me toasted at least. Give me a couple of fucking heaters on and I'll fucking take care of business. Your father will go, he'll go off into the afterlife smiling. Uh, I'm glad that Irish boy came and took care of me at my wake. Oh, I always wanted to punch O'Shaughnessy. I'm glad that boy showed up. Good hire. Oh, bagpipers, no one cares. Pub singers, ah, blarney. But I'll tell you what, you get a good Irishman here to hold a fucking finger of whiskey or two in his fucking gullet and then take a poke at my brothers. Oh, that sends me off into the afterworld the right way. I can't believe I'm going to do this, this accent the whole fucking time. Is this a good Irish accent number earlier? I didn't I tell you I was good at the accents, boyo? Well, now you can hear it for yourself. You can hear me doing this voice from the afterlife of the dead man whose son went to an acting site to hire performance for his dad's funeral. How much did he hate his Irish father? How much did he hate his old pa that he would go ahead and hire strangers to come in and play bagpipes? <laughs> Dad, you were always unkind to me in life. So as I send you off into the afterlife, I'm going to book amateur performers off of a free website to go and perform at your funeral and you'll never forget it in the afterlife as you're up there drinking with St. Irish Peter or whoever the fuck else is there you'll go ahead and toss a couple of whiskey jiggers back and you'll say ah my boy he's just like me I treated him poorly in life he treated me poorly in death and I deserved it but boy oh I'll tell you that then who came in and fucked up the eulogy I truly was glad he could arrive that's a boy with a future you know what I wish is there a phone up here can I download an app called Cameo I'd like him to wish me some good luck here in the afterlife, boyo, as I go ahead and knock back some Irish whiskey with all of the famous Irishmen up here. Who's that? Winston Churchill? He's English. I'm gonna punch him. Yeah.
Fuck you, Schmitty. You don't come to a throne if you're not gonna suck a dick. Hey, hey.